dangerous weapon. Albuquerque's macro-aggression, Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk. Here on this Tuesday afternoon, I'm Eddie Aragon, The Rock of Talk on AM 1600, KIVA, BQ.FM, rockoftalk.com. 550-5500 is the number to call this afternoon. Yes, I'm officially a year older and glad to be here for all of that, for the uh, additional festivities that seemingly are taking on to, I don't know, sort of a new era going forward. The world's about to just dive into a giant wreck. Uh, you know, stock market is crashing, energy prices are up, interest rates are about to be hiked, and, uh, you know, here here it comes. Are you ready for the slow-moving car crash that seems to be coming in and stepping it up? All in the middle of a gubernatorial year in which the state of New Mexico will not hit the slowdown. Remember, we are uh, punching above our weight uh, because we're delayed by about uh, two years, generally speaking, from any sort of economic malaise and uh, slowdown, uh, the type of news you'll only get right here in the Cuban. Don't forget, you can catch us on Roku, Amazon, and Apple TV. I have uh, gotten a number of complaints. I know people want us to podcast, but we do want to go ahead and get you to go ahead and subscribe directly at www.rockoftalk.chat. And don't forget, you can download the app uh, directly at rockoftalk.tv and rockoftalk.com. Uh, hour one, a little fun uh, here with D-Dowd Musk uh, here on a Tuesday afternoon. I know that uh, he's been going through a lot uh, himself, but Glad to have him on uh, board. Some familial things. We won't uh, share the uh, all the uh, the various things, but our thoughts and prayers. And uh, uh, more more than that, uh, you know, we are are very uh, conscious of uh, uh, the family uh, things that uh, Dowd is uh, having to deal with. So we just want to send our very best to you and your family, uh, D. Dowd Musk. How are you doing, buddy? Yeah, I'm, I'm well. Fine. Uh, thank you. It's uh, not my father who's passed away, but my nephew's other grandfather. So uh, lo- yeah. loss uh, in the non-blood family. But, you know, it's the first loss for my 17-year-old nephew, first loss of anybody he ever really knew to any extent. So, uh, you know, kind of a somber time. But I will shift focus here and hope everyone had a good President's Day. Eddie, you will not believe this, but I, yesterday, for the first time in my life, on a three-day weekend, I decided that I was going to LARP as a government employee. Now, LARPing, I guess, is a big big new thing now, Uh live action role play. So Uh I pretended that I was a government employee. I worked, I mean, no one's going to believe me if I say I didn't work yesterday. Of course I worked yesterday, but I worked very little. I took myself out to dinner. I took a very brief afternoon nap, and I overall had kind of a relaxing day. It must be kind of like what life is like when you're a government employee. Well, I'll tell you. Well, we've 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 had a lot of that for the last uh, nearly three years. Uh, we're on uh, two years, eleven months, and what two weeks, roughly, right yep, now. Yep, of, yep. of I think everybody LARPing as a government employee, and then we're going right down into that shutdown uh, uh, all over again. Although this is going to be the type of shutdown we're not going to be able to control. Remember, I continue to stand by uh, the the fact that uh, Putin is having a good good old time. Let's just start from way above. Putin is just toying with Biden. He is understanding, like, and, and I want you to put things in perspective from the standpoint of what Russia is going through. You think your interest rates are high? You've got interest rates in Russia right now. They just moved at a full percentage point, okay? From eight and a half to nine and a half percent. 
Yeah, nine and a half percent. That's what it is right now in Russia. So all you guys are complaining. Well, we're going about uh, three to four. We're going to have uh, three to four interest. Like we're paying for this finally. The slowdown isn't going to be, and the reason why you're all getting ready for this and you're stacking your cash and holding on to your money is because you're expecting this. You're you're a lot smarter than a lot of you let on. <laughs> if you're camping your cash and you're waiting to see what's happening and suddenly you're like, oh, I'm not watching the news anymore. I'm paying attention more to rate. Yeah, because everything is headed towards that. Radio's back and big time, baby. Podcasting is being pushed away. I got to tell you, a lot of people are wanting live you know, speaking of LARPing, they want live action radio programming, LARPing right there. How do you <laughs> yeah, like, I like that? that? I like so that. I, I like think that. we should probably think about how we are giving you the straight skinny. And we're going to give you some more stuff when it comes to national things that are happening uh, as well. Joe Biden is in terrible trouble. There isn't a single gubernatorial candidate on the left side, including one Michelle Lujan Grisham, that is going to be aligning with him. He is literally cancer, not just for the country, but for every gubernatorial, every Senate candidate uh, who's out there right now. They're running as fast as they possibly can. The, the LARPing that's going on, uh, the lemmings running off the boat, and they're all chasing each other, okay? Here locally, here's where it gets a little bit interesting. The Republican Party has uh, figured out a way to, once again, screw itself, and I'll be covering it uh, there on Saturday, by having five candidates instead of isolating maybe one or two candidates in this race. And really, there, it, at this point, with what the, the governorship is representing, I don't think the chances are very great for unseating Michelle Lujan Grisham. They're just not, okay? Now, let, I hope that this is a motivational speech for many of you guys out there. I really pray that it is so that you guys can get involved with one of the gubernatorial candidates and, and push in that direction. But right now, I don't see the momentum shifting. She's had a very successful legislative session in which 64 bills were passed. She came out, unmasked you, and suddenly here, here she is. She's the little genie in the bottle that's popping out at the right time, and the media is carrying the water for her, okay? So you put all of and then let's just go to the city of Albuquerque. If you saw what she did last year in the mayoral election, your city couldn't be in worse shape than it is right now. Mayor Tim Keller is at least amongst one of the five worst mayors in the country, if not the very worst, okay? But because of the way the media carries the water, and there's some unbelievable media reports. And, and I kind of want to start there because we're, com we're sort of coming out of COVID. I know some of you idiot parents out there are still going to go and vaccinate your kids. But oh, yeah. I, was, I was appalled by what I saw from the Albuquerque Journal. And the mindset that's everywhere else, okay, is not what we have here. The mindset in Texas and Colorado and Utah and Arizona is not the mindset that we have here. And we have to adopt those mindsets right now. We absolutely do. Because we're in total survival mode and you think that we can be complacent and just elected on the Democrat, it ain't going to work. But the media is doing its, its level best. Uh, Ryan Botel, I know, Dowd, you wanted to get into this. This is literally the stupidest piece of journalism I've read in the journal of the last year. And remember, this is the same exact Albuquerque journal that features, uh, what's her name? Jolene Gutierrez. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Jolene couldn't have written something this stupid. Mm -hmm. That's how incredibly stupid this is. And remember, it's going to be the 1% to 2% of the marketplace that's going to not dictate but influence how the conversation goes, okay? And we carry that conversation right here, folks, okay, right here in the Kiva. So remember, when the conversation that we are having, we're having an impact everywhere else, okay? 
So when we point out this article to you and we say, okay, well, how are we approaching things coming out of COVID? Well, the Department of Health no longer, they've already uh, waved the red, uh, the white flag. You won't, you, won't, you won't hear doctor disgracing it. He's done, okay? It's gonna be like a, a little footnote and it's over, okay? You're not gonna hear stuff from, coming from any medical professionals a, any longer. If there's a murder or some sort of crime scene, you're, not gonna, you're hardly gonna hear about it, okay? They're just gonna talk about the, the successes. We've identified the homicide victims. Like that's, that's the control that's going on. Michelle Lujan Grisham is very smart and the Republicans aren't getting any sort of positive media coverage. This weekend, when I go down there, I hope to get some good media coverage and sort of cover what's, what's, what's actually happening, okay? And I hope it's good stuff. Uh, Michelle Garcia, I'm sorry. Michelle Garcia Holmes, you're an idiot for attacking Luis Sanchez, okay? Who, uh, you raised all of $525. It cost you more to file your lawsuit going after a nice guy who's a private business owner trying to get him off the ballot. Luis Sanchez, I hope you win going away. And I think there's somebody else that, that's in, but I gotta say, that's what's wrong, okay? Michelle Garcia Holmes is the new Janice Arnold Jones. Remember, Democrats always have hyphenated last names. Remember, Peggy Mueller Aragon. She's a Democrat. Why? You know her by her hyphenated last name. Janice Arnold Jones, you know she's a Democrat. Why? Her hyphenated last name. You can find these examples that are happening in there. And, and it's not hard to find. Oh, and before I get off a little bit too far, I do want to take the time, um, and before we go into our next segment, to uh, call out one Real Grande Foundation uh, yesterday. I was having a load of fun. As <laughs> you were. My name had already been given to a brand new organization, which seems to be stumping for gubernatorial candidates. And the woman who's running that, uh, in interestingly enough, is married to one of the directors of the Real Grandy Foundation, of a nonprofit organization. I, I, you can't make this kind of idiocy up. It's constant. It's constant. And, and of course, you guys are never going to go ahead and elect a guy like me. And I'm never going to run for anything. I'm, I'm done with all that public life crap that you guys. I mean, after the way that you guys over the last year and a half, you guys don't like, again, don't deserve this leadership. Now, before we get into the Albuquerque Journal piece, and I do want to go almost chapter and verse on it, Dowd, because it literally will blame you for the ailment that a five-year-old and, and younger goes through. And this is what happens in the city of Albuquerque and in Catholic culture and in New Mexican culture. We have some sort of way that people are able to guilt and make you feel bad about everything. I am I'm here to tell you here now, if you feel bad about anything, consider the source of where that, that guilt is, is coming from, okay? And what the motivation is. They want to keep you stupid. They want to keep you controlled. Uh, I'm, and I'm about to call out about three quarters of the Catholic Church, as including Archbishop Wester. Once I sort of filter through the crap that I've been sending Dowd, my mother, and a number of other people, because uh, folks, they're hiring homosexuals in Catholic churches right now. And I'm gonna I'm gonna point out where those churches are, who it is, men who have been married, and you are gonna know their churches and where they're going. We're, we're gonna we're gonna lay everything out. Okay, and you're going to stop voting Democrat, especially you Catholics. I'm going to drive you away from the Catholic Church. Okay, I am literally you stupid, you stupid Democrats. I'm going to drive you away from the Catholic Church because you are the ones 
that are, have ruined the Catholic Church have enabled this Archbishop Wester and have enabled some of, several of these priests that are over there. So if you're a registered Democrat, okay, and you're a registered parishioner at a Catholic Church, I will change your registration to Republican or Independent by the time I am done at the end of the week if you've listened to me. And I would invite you to tell every single Catholic that you possibly can to go ahead and do so. We're going to go save the Catholic Church. We're going to get rid of Archbishop Wester. We're going to get rid of the Catholics uh, that are in there that are ruining the Catholic Church because that is the core. I, I can remember it's clear as day. That is the core place, ladies and gentlemen, where things really started to go bad for the state of New Mexico. It was at that point where we started, things were happening within the Catholic Church, things were happening within uh, the, arch, the archdiocese at that point. And that's where you're like, well, <laughs> yeah, we're not really on board with, uh, with, with uh, being conservative anymore. We have become woke and we are the heart of that woke, wokeness. Let's not forget where uh, Archbishop Wester is from. He hails from San Francisco and he's bringing all his little minions in with him. And so we're gonna talk about that as well. I don't want you to feel guilty any longer, folks. So I, we, we've got a state to save. We've got a country to save. Uh, it, Joe Biden, a Democrat Catholic, that should tell you everything that's wrong with this country right there. Right there. Right there. The worst president in the history of this country that followed the best president in the history of this country. And please, Trump, don't run again. Do not. You have no business running, okay? Trump needs to go ahead and sit on the sidelines, cheer from the sidelines, help every candidate. If he wants to run for Congress in Florida, run for Congress in Florida because we need your help today. In two years, there isn't going to be a presidential battle, okay? This needs to happen today and now. And I know a lot of you guys agree with me out there, but right now it's time for you to gonna go ahead and uh, put your foot on the gas for yourself. If you got that money, boy, uh, time to call Michael Trujillo. Time to call those people who have been, been helping you take care of your money and uh, settle for a rainy day because it is not going to be pretty for the next coming years. And if you weren't able to get a house, if you weren't able to go ahead and you know get into a place, uh, state to state, city to city, rents are rising. Dallas, I read that every day. Uh, Denver, uh, Phoenix. I mean, it, it's unbelievable the housing prices in some of these places and how much, and they're not going to be rolling out anymore, especially as interest rates goes up. And I want you to think about this, okay? These home builders thrive on low interest rates. Coming out of 2007, 2008, and some of you aren't old enough or remember, but I was involved in real estate. And some of these guys never got to the point where they were building with that level of confidence that they had with those unbridled stated income loans. And now we had 13, 14 years of, you know, growth from 2007 all the way to 2021. 14 years of low interest rates, didn't raise the interest rates, a single interest uh, with President Barack Obama, like, well, we got to hold, we got to keep the economy going, keep the economy going. And then all of a sudden you saw the interest rates started to increase with, with Donald Trump, right? Because he, he got that. And I think that that was important. So now you're going to run into this place where people are going to start living in communes and living on top of each other because they are not going to be rolling out new homes. Certainly not in the state of New Mexico. I can tell you that much right now. Okay. If they are, the only place they're going to go to is Rio Rancho. That's the only place where it's affordable enough to actually build a home for people to be able to buy a home, okay? And don't forget who prepared you for all this. We did right here in the Key Vault. Dowd, I'll let you give a quick comment before we run a break, and then we're going to bring it back to that article in the uh, Sunday Journal by Ryan Botel. Uh, I would just like to contrast that hysterical article by a, a, a what would you say? I, I think I said hysterical Yenta online. 
the with the with real journalism, which was in the Wall Street Journal the, over the weekend, and it was a fascinating piece. And it, the paywall's up right now, so I have a, I have a text in a separate file, kind of walking the readers through the science. This is the headline: the science behind why children fare better with COVID-19. Uh, children mobilize a first line of defense known as the innate immune system more effectively than adults. What a fascinating approach to look at the numbers showing that children are not at risk and walk readers through why that is versus end of the world, sob sister, uh, a mother, literally the headline, a mother's worst nightmare. That is a, yeah. a, a category that Adam Kroll of the podcaster uses as a recurring comedic theme on his podcast, a mother's worst, worst nightmare. He makes fun of Lifetime movies and, and some of these alarmist articles. And I actually tweeted, I hope somebody at the operation in California sees it because I, I took a screen capture of it and I tweeted it over to them. Literally the headline was a mother's worst nightmare. Uh, the Albuquerque Journal should be ashamed of itself. Yeah. Uh, when we're going to get into to that just ryan botel should quit the albuquerque journal today oh, honestly indeed. after writing that and striking more of that fear porn post covid19 post mask i don't know if they just had to beat a deadline and they weren't anticipating michelle Lujan grisham lifting the mask i mean i'm sure even people were like what is this filth why why am i reading this stuff but uh, we'll get into that right after the break it was in your sunday journal right here in the kiva on am 1600 kiva abq.fm rocketalk.com 422 back and forth here in the kiva your texts and calls welcome today here on this tuesday afternoon 550 5500 that's 550 5500 right here in the kiva i'm waking up to ash and dust i wipe my brow and i sweat Breathing in the Something sweet, chocolate, vanilla, fudge with fruit, nuts, cream jelly, mouth-watering, tingling, sensational, and I need it right now. And not just from anywhere, it must be the Candy Lady in Old Town, and they'll even deliver. Check out the Candy Lady at CandyLady.com. Hi, I'm Kevin with Futons and Frames. We've been doing business in Albuquerque for over 30 years. We have the largest selection of futon frames in the state. Our futons are made right here in the USA. So if quality, service, and knowledge of product matter to you, then come on down to 4311 Manal or call us at 881-6863. No matter where your journey starts, it will end at Ann Matthews Bridal, where you will get to say yes to the dress. The Ann Matthews selection from nine top designers, including the Disney collection to 18 different lines, brings the shopping experience of New York and Ellis right here to Albuquerque. Call 890 890- 
3736 for your own personal shopping experience. And Matthew's Bridal, 890-3736. Located across the street from Coronado Center at 6121 Manal Boulevard. Straight Line Painting, a family-owned business providing their services for over 10 years. Now, whether you need a home or business painted, garage epoxy floor, or even a complete restucco, Straight Line Painting are the experts. Owners Efren and Josh are always available and oversee every project from estimate to final walkthrough. Call 505-659-0973 for a free estimate and visit StraightLinePaintingABQ.com to see their great reviews. In our increasingly busy world, it is always nice to take a little time to sit down and relax. At Monty's Cigar Shop, we offer everything to help you do just that. There's nothing better than spending time smoking a great premium cigar with family and friends. Monty specializes in artisanal, hand-rolled cigars that make up just 2% of the worldwide cigar market. With over 2,000 different kinds of the absolute best cigars for you to choose from, you are guaranteed to find the perfect fit. Whether you've been smoking cigars for years or you're just starting out, we'll find the right cigar for you. Stop by and see us at 3636 San Mateo in Albuquerque or give us a call at 505-881-7999. That's 505-881-7999. This is why people from all over go to JJ's Premier Tire and Services. This is Josefo from Santa Fe. I just blew a tire in my trailer. I was on my way to Albuquerque and I stopped at JJ's. So glad I did. The manager came over right away, quoted me an amazing price, and they had it in stock. No waiting. Within minutes, I had a new tire. Ready to go. I have a fleet of trucks and I've never received this kind of service from anybody. I'll be back. JJ's is your complete automotive repair center from oil changes, brakes, alignment, air conditioning to repairs on your engine to keep you safe on the road. JJ can do it. Hi, I'm JJ, and we've built our reputation on honest, fair-priced auto repair. And we can service any car, light truck, or SUV. When we service your vehicle, we'll do it right. Trust JJ's Premier Tire and Services on San Antonio, just west of Wyoming. Call 821-5771. That's 821-5771. Amazing Grace Personal Care Services is companion care at a reasonable rate, including mobile assistance, meal preparation, household services, cognitive assistance, and support services, and more. 505-796-4900. That's 505-796-4900. Pet Food Gone Wild in Rio Rancho, Pampers Pets, all natural wet and dry pet foods, tasty treats, and supplements too. I'm Susanna, owner of Pet Food Gone Wild, ready to answer all your questions about healthy pet foods and treats. Pet Food Gone Wild provides grooming and makes every visit fun and easy with the Pet Food Gone Wild rewards card. 5% off at checkout. Pet Food Gone Wild keeps pets happy. Mobile offers at pets.theplaceilike.com. You and your pets will love this month's offer. Pets.theplaceilike.com.
here in the Kiva, you know, Muska and uh, I, well, we read a lot and then we pay attention to stuff that we wish we never paid attention to. And then there's the writing of, sadly, Brian Botel. And I'll tell you, I'll qualify first as to why I'm able to speak about this. I think that's uh, an important preface for everybody because it's just not just random ranting and raving. Uh, I think uh, that's important to note. You know, we've got a lot to you know, try and get through. You should understand why I can speak about this from firsthand experience. Um, I spent, I don't know, a considerable number of the first 64 days of my son's life in uh, what's known as the neonatal intensive care unit, AKA the NICU, um, which is where the backdrop for this operatic uh, endeavor by Ryan Botel, the, uh, the, the illusions of grandeur, uh, uh, for a journalistic award must have just seeped into his mind as he was penning, you know, line by line, what he thought was really happening with this mother, her uncontrolled, unbridled emotions. And, uh, well, you'll hear the rest of the story as uh, the great Paul Harvey, good day, used to say. We still had that, that man around. Excellence in broadcasting uh, each and every day with the great Paul Harvey. Remember, my dad, my nana, you know, constantly, you know, going to that, and that was good. But before I get into a better times for broadcasting and maybe the world, uh, yes, uh, dare I say, make America great again, we have to go and look at uh, all of the uh, limp-wristed uh, craziness that uh, goes on uh, as the uh, Mother's Nightmare article printed by Ryan Brotel and uh, against that backdrop of the neonatal intensive care unit. So... About seven years ago, in fact, exactly seven years, two weeks and three days ago, uh, it was my youngest who was born and he was born 11, maybe 12 weeks premature. I don't know. It, it's, a, it's a little hazy during that time. It was a, a, a god awful pre uh, pregnancy, an even worse situation, I think, overall. Uh, that that happened because uh, he was induced into labor at such an early stage it just defied all reasonableness uh, because at 28 29 weeks the survivability of a of a child is is quite low it's not that high um, you know they're born you know frail and weak you know all of two pounds about 10 12 15 ounces whatever it happened to be at that time it, it's it's small maybe three pounds okay and you know you you, you want a, an expectation of why Abortion is, is why, why, why third trimester abortions are wrong? Well, because my son barely made it into the third trimester, right? 13, 26, 39, those are the trimesters there, right there. That's, that's the cutoff point. It was barely, and we perform those abortions here in this state in the third trimester. We have travel abortions that, 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 that take place. Remember the heartbeat uh, starts beating at six weeks, seven weeks old. So, so my son, born, went to the neonatal intensive care unit, and, you know, you, you wash up, as he's born, I cleaned him up, I had to, you know, one of the things I did with both my kids, make sure they were all cleaned up, and I, I loved doing that, I have to admit, it was something that made you feel, you know, like a father, and um, sadly, uh, over the course of about two to three weeks, um, young Sebastian, 
contracted something uh, called RSV, which is probably the word. I mean, you want to talk about a mother's nightmare? That that is the the nightmare right there. RSV in the neonatal intensive care unit. How bad is that? Well, happened hadn't happened in thirteen years. So. Thirteen years. Neonatal intensive care unit had not had a baby, not one, with RSV. So then I'm looking at this ridiculous article, and I'm like, okay, well, I guess we're talking about COVID, a mother's worst nightmare. I'm like, uh, well, I'm the one who had to be there. I was, I was taking care of this stuff. I was, I was handling this, you know, myself. I was, you know, going through this, and, and don't. You know, it was a father's nightmare, really, because I was, you know, dealing with this. Like, people didn't clean up, people didn't mask up, people were walking into here, and, and it infected, you know, my youngest. And so, was I at all worried? No. I know what the, the, the little man's made of. I know this, that, and the other. You know, I, I know this. I had a different attitude towards the whole thing. I'm like, yeah, he's going to, of course, we're going to be good. And then, all of a sudden, one night, you know, not once, but twice, you know, he goes down for the count. Flatline. People are panicked. Doctors are freaking out. Everyone's going nuts. I'm like, whoa, it, let's, you know what? Instead of you guys getting emotional here and you guys all freaking out, I need you out of the way, you out of the way. This is what's going to happen. You guys are going to take care of this. You're going to get him back. So we're all ready to go. Okay. <laughs> Literally throwing doctors. I mean, in doubt, I know you can see that. It's just like fight or flight. Boom. Just, just tossing people up. Fight right there. Okay. Now, I'm going to stop there because we all know the rest of the story. And I think it's, it's, it's important. It's incumbent upon me to share that part of the experience with you. Because on the flip side of this, we have literally the most ridiculous story that's ever been written in the Albuquerque Journal about this COVID. And, and the, the problem with this is it blames you. It blames you, the everyday Joe, who's out there for getting this kid sick. This is what you call propaganda journalism it's happening all the time, okay? And we have it here in Albuquerque worse than any place. These guys are marketing fear day and night, day and night, okay? They're creating their own problems. They don't have these types of problems other places. They just don't. They don't see it that way. It's like, we've got life, we've got to live. Like, if the world was dependent upon New Mexico and New Mexican leadership to go ahead and find its way. I mean, this would be at the bottom of the barrel. We'd be 184 out of 184 countries. We'd be Afghanistan, Zimbabwe. We would have printed our way out of everything. We would have reacted uh, with, we'd be Haiti. That's what we'd be. So let, let's start here, Dowd. And, and you feel free to interleave. I, I had to read this twice. I was so angry. Me too. <laughs> Me too. I, I was like, this, this cannot be the front page news for the Sunday coming out of Hey, we're all unmasked. That, that, that's the whole idea, right? Whole idea is now that, that at least this crazy lady up on the fourth floor in Santa Fe finally let up. We were dead last. I think we, uh, just like we told you, Oregon and, and, and Oregon had already done it. They had already given it. And then, and then Hawaii, okay? New Mexico is going to be dead last. Copyright 2022 Albuquerque Journal from our partners at the Albuquerque Journal. <laughs> we want to make sure we quote it. Go buy a paper. Go buy a paper from them. Shanna Rose Martinez said for the rest of her life, she'll have nightmares about the moment she laid her son, one-year-old Mateo Baca, on a table so doctors could intubate him. 
she gets emotional picturing him reaching out for her. Listen, listen to this, just ripping at your, at your heartstrings. She gets emotional picturing him reaching out for her as the tube went down his throat. And when she recalls, quote unquote, being dragged out of the room, yes, grab her, take her out. We got to get her. We got to get her away from her child. As doctors swarmed her son to try and revive him when his breathing deteriorated. I've already told you, my son went down for the count twice, like no breathing, no heart rate, nothing. Okay. And here we are, we're a 15 month old. Okay. He's one of 250. Here's the stats. Get ready to feel guilty, New Mexico. This, it's all on you. On you. You, you did this. A little Mateo. One of 215 children under five in New Mexico. Just that number so large, Dowd. 215 children under five in New Mexico who have been hospitalized with COVID-19. According to state epidemiology reports, he was the first from that age group in the state to be put on extra corporal membrane oxygenation or ECMO to give his tiny lungs time to heal. All right. He's as robust as he's going to be. If the baby was, you know, fed, you know, regularly, the, the baby's going to get punched through this. Looks pretty happy from the picture that we see right here. But here comes the exploitative journalism. The very young, the only age group not yet eligible for vaccines. Bingo! There, there it is. is. There it is. Oh, 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 time to vax up, New Mexico. If you're, you have a child under the age of five, we're going to vax your kid. Here it is. Ryan Botel, uh, strictly on the payroll for Michelle Lujan Grisham and the uh, doctor disgrace. There has been an increase in hospitalizations of children under the age of five during the most recent, oh, we got to add the, the word surge. While many youngsters who catch COVID have only a mild case, some others are not so lucky. Mateo spent more than a month at the University of New Mexico Hospital. What did I just say? How long did I stand? <laughs> this is what happens. You have kids. The way it goes at the University of New Mexico Hospital and needed intense medical intervention. He has since returned to his home in Albuquerque. He's back to his normal playful self, Martinez said. All right, there he is. It's all good, so we're good. Here, here comes the loaded propaganda, okay? This is, this, is, this is Michelle Lujan Grisham. This is liberal media. This is everybody shaking, wagging their finger at you. Put on your mask, get vaxxed. COVID does not discriminate. You could be healthy, you could be sick, you could be young, you could be old, you're rich or poor. COVID doesn't care. COVID doesn't care if you have this healthy, beautiful baby. It doesn't give a damn, Dowd. Not uh, a damn. Madam, uh, <laughs> you have gone through a traumatic experience. Yes. Uh, you have my sympathy. Uh, my nephew was always Mr. Healthy. I, I never had to deal with that. That child's never been sick a day in his life. I, I can't imagine a, a one-year-old, uh, you know, dealing with what Eddie went through with a, with a premature child. Uh, the, the stress of that, I, you have my sympathy. That does not give you license, madam, to make ridiculous statements. And it's actually the journal, the so-called journalist and the editor's problem here, Eddie, for, for allowing this. The, the, the sentence, COVID does not discriminate. Madam, COVID might well be the most discriminating pathogen in the that history of illnesses in our on our yes. planet. Okay, uh, if you are younger, healthier, your chances are next to nothing. This is a discriminating disease that targets the fat, the old, 
uh, the sick. Uh, we have 335 million people in our country. If you want to find some extreme example, uh, and, and I've seen there was a coverage in New Jersey of some woman's uh, husband was a policeman in his 40s and he died of COVID. Yes, you can find a tiny, tiny handful of examples. Uh, you cannot set public policy, public health policy based on a tiny, tiny number of examples. Uh, Madam, I know you have gone through a traumatic experience. Uh, I, I, you have my sympathy. That, that does not give you uh, any kind of license to make these absurd allegations. COVID is highly discriminatory. Highly. There's a line in here that is the saving grace of this article that you will all, as Kiva listeners, identify with, okay? And this is what I love. This is the, the I, just the fact that this little part got in there was, was what speaks exactly to what Dow just stated. Mateo's medical team also described their efforts to save their boy. Well, oh, whoa. Hey, University of New Mexico Hospital. <laughs> I guess they can just go ahead and comment uh, to the, the Albuquerque Journal now, Dow. I didn't know that. Uh, whatever happened to uh, HIPAA laws or anything? Mateo's medical team? Uh, did you get the release for that? Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Are you just able to interview random doctors at the hospital now? Uh, Ryan Paul's got uh, the interior guys over there on speed dial. Like, <laughs> I don't know about you, but the last place I'd want to go ahead and get checked on anything at this point is probably a place that's going to be sharing information with the Albuquerque Journal. That's how you know this is exploitative. Mateo's medical team also described their efforts to save the boy. They said determining which children will get seriously ill. Like, this is total opinion. This is hit journalism. Which children will get seriously ill from COVID and which won't? It's a shot in the dark. There it is. Fear everywhere. New Mexico needs to worry. Dr. Gloria Lopez came out. She admitted Mateo to the pediatric intensive care. I'm sorry, did you get the release for that? Are you able to just comment on the, on the University of New Mexico and how they handle things? Unfortunately, it's kind of a lottery draw. Uh, does anybody want to go to a hospital and sort of figure, uh, you know, how things are going? It's like, I don't know. It's a shot in the dark. Is he, is he a strong? And that's the best we have. Yeah, he, you know, it's a, it's a lottery draw, draw. Like, this is a doctor. She's commenting to the journal. We don't know which kids are the ones who are going to progress and be as sick as Mateo. Remember, state employee as, as, as well, who are the ones who are going to recover at home from a bad cold. That's what makes it so scary. This is why we need to come and, sh and give your son or daughter who's under the age of five a shot. Yep. Martinez, who lives in Albuquerque, said her son caught COVID the weekend after Thanksgiving. Here we go. Family. Here comes the family part, okay? This is fully vertically integrated, folks, top to bottom. The family's to blame. You didn't wear a mask to blame. You know, everybody is to blame but this mother, okay? Everybody diagnosed on December 1st, contact tracers. Oh, the government's also to blame. Wait, wait, did the contact trace? No, they did their job. They determined how he caught the, is that the first time that we have heard that a contact tracer, that we actually were able to trace where someone caught the virus? It's I just science. You, you can't doubt the contact tracers. I mean, they're, they're right about oh. everything. Yeah, they, they, are, they are. But Martina said it's become a difficult subject within her family and didn't want to discuss it. That's good. She should shut up about it because maybe she didn't do her job as a mother. How about that? When did we all get away from personal responsibility? Oh, I know. When everything is everybody else's responsibility. This isn't your fault, folks. But the Albuquerque Journal and the University of New Mexico Hospital and Martinez herself, as you will find, all blame you. The diagnosis came as a shock. Really? 
You mean with all the, the num number of uh, positive tests that are coming through? Everything, everyone's taking two, three, four. It's like you almost wanted to get COVID-19. It's like you didn't believe that. Oh, I'm sick. I've got something. Well, I need to take another test. Well, let me take a third test. I'm going to take a fourth test until you got it, right? <laughs> Eventually, you're going to get a false positive. Martinez and her father are immu immunocompromised. I'm sorry about that. I mean, that, that sucks, right? I guess. And she'd said her family was extremely cautious throughout the pandemic. Well, not so cautious as to you blaming them because it's a sore subject. She frequently wore two masks, limited trips to the... She did it all. She did, she did her part, folks. You didn't do your part. Got fully vaccinated and shied away from family gatherings. This woman, there wasn't anything in the world that she wasn't going to do to prevent this from happening to her baby because she knew it was going to happen. But the night of November 30th, Mitchell started to get fussy and cough. Every time he coughed, he cried so much, he just wasn't himself. Well, babies get cough. They get croup. They get all sorts of stuff. Sure. It's just what happens. She took him to the hospital where he was ultimately admitted because of a high heart rate and low oxygen levels. My heart dropped. I failed like I failed because you did. I felt like I did something wrong. Yeah, you didn't protect your children. I didn't protect them. That's right. There you go. The whole good part of the article is like, yeah, you didn't do your job as a mother. Right? If you were so worried and you were immunocompromised, you didn't do your part. I like that. Because if something happened to you in your home where you're at, if a robber comes in, runs into your house, okay, and your whole family gets shot, and you didn't do anything to save them, is that, is, is that the Albuquerque Police Department's fault? Is that uh, the mayor's fault? Is that the, the, you know, the state of New Mexico? It's not. I don't care how much you want to blame it. Ultimately, it's because you weren't a-hole enough to go ahead and have a gun in your house to take care of your damn family. Hate to say it, you didn't have the right alarm, you didn't have a gun, you didn't do those things, right? She said, describing how she felt when her son was diagnosed, she was extremely devastating, of course, okay? I, I, I guess, um, and I, I, that kids get sick. What's what you expect? You expect them to get sick. Originally treated in the hospital's pediatric ward, Mateo to continue to get sicker. When he was decompensating in the pediatric ward, it was clear he was going to need a much higher level of support, which is what he got, according to Dr. Lopez. Mateo was hospitalized for more than a month. On December 9th, doctors had to intubate him. On the 12th, he was put on ECMO. Until the 20th, he was taken off the ventilator on December 24th. In case you think I'm being insensitive, wait. Bringing to have her son placed on ECMO was terrifying. What was it? it why was that so terrifying? That, that, isn't that what, what you want? You want the highest level of care? She originally declined, but said she agrees the procedure after Dr. Aliyah Broman, we got another one coming in. Oh, yeah. Scared her. Told her that her son will live. There's no, you know what, Dowd, there's no guarantee that your nephew's going to survive. We've got to go to ECMO now. We've got to go full ECMO. It, that's not really a choice, is it? Mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the only left treatment to offer her son. She basically said, if I didn't do this, I was going to lose my son. Did she say that? Because I, I, I don't know. Legally, uh, I think there's something wrong there. Tricky area, think, yeah. I believe that at that point, there's a liability on behalf of the University of New Mexico Hospital and Dr. Leah Broman because she says, if I didn't do this, I was going to lose my son. Wait, wait, that's not a choice. There's no choice of treatment here. It's just like, I, I'm going to do this or he's going to die. I had to put all my faith in them and trust their decision. Well, there was no decision for you. You did it. And, and here's, here we go. Doctors describe the machine as a sort of pump where big tubes transfer blood out of the body through a machine where carbon dioxide is removed. The blood is oxygenated, pumped back. Oh, do we really need to go into this level of detail? 
Is it really necessary? I thought we were just selling the stats and the fact that no one's vaccinated, the family is having a problem, you know, all this kind of stuff. Like, this is too much. After two and a half, uh, nearly three years of this stuff, we're going to go into this and we're, we're going to get this detailed about, you know, how this child is saved. Is it necessary? Do we just like story time? See, let me stop here for a second. When liberals and Democrats are selling to you, and we make it abundantly clear so you understand, it's all anecdotal. It's the one exception. It's the scary story that happened, and don't you know what happens over there? Yep. Didn't you hear about that one time that this thing happened? And eventually everyone's just like cornered. Like, we don't look at the stats. Well, well, we know that children under the age of five are probably better that they get it. <laughs> As Dowd read this weekend in the Wall Street Journal. Probably better that they got COVID-19 under the age of five. Probably better that they didn't get vaccinated under the age of five. Do we trust more about man's putting his vaccinations into you? Or do we care more about, well, whether he was able to make it and develop the antibodies and all that? What are we finding right now, right? For those of you who regret getting the vaccines, you're very happy about the fact that you got the, oh, you got the antibodies. You're good. You're good to go. You probably have a better way of faring against Omicron and future variants of COVID-19 in the future. All right, back to the action. Essentially, the machine replaces the heart and lungs. The child was only was only able to make it through because of everything that the hospital did. Nothing about the the resiliency of the baby. As far as I'm concerned, I probably it's a uh, at least a, at least equal resiliency of the baby. A little, little credit to young Mateo there. We like to think of it as dialysis machine, but instead of using it for his kidneys, we use it for the heart, lungs, or both. Doctor Hadid, a pediatric critical care specialist. This machine has saved many lives in the past of all ages from many diseases. Yes, I'm familiar with it. I know exactly what you're talking about. RSV is worse than COVID-19. I hate to say it, but it carries risks because there's a procedure where really big tubes need time to be inserted into the body and complications can happen from this procedure at any time. So they weaned him off of ECMO. Then on Christmas Eve, little Mateo's eyes opened wide when she shook him off the ventilator. You don't need language. You don't need words. You saw that he saw his mom, grabbed her hand and didn't let go. It was one of those moments where you say, okay, this kid is going to be okay. All right. The drama saved. Great. I'm glad you were able to go ahead and milk that for what it's used. You, make, you milked Mateo and his mom so that you can make a public policy anecdotal decision on the front page of the newspaper to scare every mother, every father out there to go get your kids vaccinated. That's my problem with it. People aren't going to have a choice because they're emotionally sabotaged. Do you know what emotional manipulation is? If I tell you a story and I walk you in this and I'm, I'm emotionally able to manipulate you to the point where you're like, oh, I, I, I guess I don't have any choice. I don't want things to become like Mateo. That, that's what's happening. You guys are psychologically raped. That's what's going on. If you picked up the newspaper, you're like, I, I just want to avoid what, what happened with Mateo. Okay, so let's get to the uh, Ryan Botel part where he's uh, hoping to get the, what, is there some sort of award they give to Rocky Mountain journalists or something? <laughs> yes, the, the local Emmy or the local Pulitzer. Right. <laughs> the Omicron variant, which recently ripped, uh, the ripped, right? Uh, the surge, you know, the, the, the graphic uh, one word drops. Ripped through New Mexico is now on the decline, appeared to pose more of a threat to young children than previous parents. Listen to these statistically insignificant numbers. This is so stupid. 
during Omicron's peak, about 15 children under the age of five were hospitalized with COVID throughout the state per week, according to the pediatric hospitalization reports. That's about threefold compared with the previous peak of hospitalized young people, which happened during the threefold. Wait, 15? Wait, you mean a couple of times on my hands? I, what, what are we talking <laughs> about here? <laughs> three times nearly nothing is still nearly nothing. Yes. Do we only have three doctors in the whole state or something all of a sudden now? <laughs> like, wait, that's we we were the surge. It was it, it's too much for us to handle. Hadid said there are likely two reasons for the increase. One, vaccines. Here's Hadid. Here it is. Here's the drop. That right train's there. never late, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> one, vaccines are only approved for people over the age of five. So no one. And the youngest age group is vaccinated. See, folks, if we would have just vaccinated under the age of five, looks like we would have been okay. Little Mateo would have been fine. See, now, don't you know, he also said the latest variant is more likely, more of a risk to Does he know or does he not know? Do we know any of this stuff? Is there any science to back any of this crap up? He also said the latest variant is likely. Well, it's likely. Didn't you also say if he didn't use that machine that the little Mateo wasn't, was going to die? I mean, what, what is all this, you know, hedging here? Like, you either know or you don't know. I, I, wasn't medicine based in science at some point, Dowd? Wasn't, was yeah, yeah. wasn't we have science? Good idea, during, prior, during prior surges of COVID hospitalizations, Hadid said it was rare to find it. Rare? How rare? I'd like to know exactly how rare. Like, what exactly is the number? Are we still in the single digits of the total number that have passed away under the age of 18? I think so. Yeah, uh, seven. We have had seven, seven 17 and under seven. Uh, and just for the record, Eddie, that seven, those seven deaths account for 0.001% of all 17 and under uh, uh, children in our, in our state. So there we go. You, that's one stat you didn't see in the Albuquerque uh, well, Journal. Dr. Hadid is uh, not, not aware of that. Um, uh, but during the latest surge, he said young children were taking up as many as six of the units, well, do we know what six of the 20 units? Do we Do we know? Do we have exactly a number? Is this based upon, was there a week where we had six? Was maybe eight, maybe 10? Like, like what is all the, you know, hodgepodgey type of, you know, guesswork, guesstimations going on here? I think the variant has something to do with the increase in the kids who are hospitalized that we're seeing right now. Oh, something. You, you know what, Dowd? It sort of has something to do. I don't really know. We're, we're trying to figure it out, but, but we'll wait for the official orders uh, coming from. Well, it depends. Are we in a political year? Is it a gubernatorial election? I think we might. We, I think it has something to do with the fact that you aren't getting your kids vaccinated. Okay, here comes the cherry on top, folks. Here's the emotional sabotage, the psychological rape that's taking place in your journalistic mind as you pick up the mother's worst nightmare. There have been a total of 507 children under the age of 18 who have been hospitalized with COVID in New Mexico. Of those hospitalizations, kids under the age of five, but we didn't mention that only seven. What's seven out of 507? That's 500 survivors. That age group accounted for, I mean, remember, we don't remember in 2021 and 2020, we counted kids. Every kid who had COVID died because of COVID. It wasn't until 2022 that they may or may not have died with COVID. Remember how much your chances increased. Let's go back to the numbers. Well, well Eddie, if that number is right, uh, hmm. that that suggests that of the children who were hospitalized of or with COVID, they had a survival rate. Now, I'm not talking about children who just test positive or just children alive. I'm talking about children brought to the hospital. Yeah, 500 have a number. The survival rate was 98.6%. There it is. 
of 1.3%, 1.38%, there it is, of those passed. And it wasn't necessarily of COVID. They didn't die of COVID. They may have died with it, likely because they were in the hospital. Right. That's the worst of the worst. That's the hospitalizations. Okay. That's not the general population. That's the hospitalizations, 98.6% survival rate if you're hospitalized. But go back to the article, and right inside the article, you've got the the little, if he didn't get what he needed, he was going to die. That's right. Little Mateo's survival rate was 99%. He he was good. He 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 got this, but but these these doctors they were doing everything. Of those hospitalizations, kids under the age of five account for more than older children. Here's where these percentages get stupid. The age group that counted for forty two point four percent. You can't even start getting into percentages because you don't have a statistically high enough number to assess yeah. that. Good point. You can't you have do a good that. sample size. Yeah. Like, let's take the econometrics. That's my background. Yeah. Well, five to 11 year olds made up 18.3%. But what is that? Is that statistically significant? No. Of those hospitalizations, 12 to 17 year old made 39.3%. Ryan is reaching here, yeah. according yeah. to the pediatric it's case. Filler. Report. It's filler, basically. Yeah, yeah I just, got, I'm, just came up with uh, quick and dirty stats. There's not, it's not statistically significant. It's not yet known when a vaccine will be available to the youngest age group. See, the worst part of it all, here's the kicker. It's not having a vaccine available for that age range as well, said Dr. Broman. Any kid getting COVID that's not eligible for a vaccine, that shouldn't be happening. Oh, it just shouldn't be happening. And, and he, we should have vaccines just to toss around like candy. And, and here's the last sentence, ladies and gentlemen, from ahead, Dr. Broman, who, who is pointing the finger at me and, and Eddie Aragon and a lot of you out there in listener land. That just means they were exposed to someone who probably was eligible and didn't get the vaccine. <laughs> Unbel- is, you are a shameful it's, physician, Dr. Broman. You hey, are no scientist. The staff at ABQ Guns. Oh, there we go. We, we had the ABQ Guns. Uh, and just, just as a reminder, go ahead, Dad. Wrap that, that bad uh, boy. It just makes you want to reach for your gun. I don't know how someone who is a scientist can claim that she knows, she's certain, uh, they were exposed to someone who probably was eligible and didn't get the vaccine. You have no idea if that was the case, doctor. And you are just pushing your fear porn. And you are no scientist. And you are not a credible physician. And I'm never going to you, sweetheart. My God. This now, is let me, uh, journalism uh, with bad <laughs> medicine. Uh, we'll wrap this up by saying this, folks. Anything that you read that's trying to sell you on this fear or blame you for something that's happening, just dismiss it altogether. The Albuquerque Journal should decide to go ahead and get on the right side of this uh, conversation going forward. This is ridiculous. Uh, I hope that uh, everybody who contributes to this article feels deeply embarrassed. And sadly enough, uh, this is on the most read day of the week for the Albuquerque Journal. Back after the top of the hour news right here in the Kiva, AM 1600 Talk. Dot com. Hour two, just for you, back at you in the 505. This is the Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque. Yet, but the CDC is considering a new benchmark for whether masks are needed or not. From the West Coast USA Radio News Bureau, I'm Lance Pry. Americans are reporting more losses due to fraud last year. The FTC saying consumers reported losing nearly $6 billion to fraud in 2021. That's a 70% jump from 2020. Almost 3 million individuals filing fraud reports, the most in 20 years. About a quarter of those scams led to consumers losing an average of $500. 
This is USA Radio News. Hi, I'm Wayne Alaroot. If you like my radio show, you're going to love my podcast, War Raw. Each podcast, I present my top 10 most outrageous, salacious, and controversial stories of the week. I break down the best of the best raw truth stories for conservatives, libertarians, patriots, taxpayers, Trumpers, and deplorables. Anyone who appreciates God, guns, gold, and tax cuts will stand up and cheer for War Raw. Check out this week's War Raw podcast right now. It's available to download on iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, or wherever you listen to podcasts. War Raw. War Raw. A father is arrested after asking his child to do the unthinkable in a McDonald's drive through From the USA Radio News, Washington, D.C. Bureau, John Hunt has the details. A four-year-old child in Utah fired a weapon from the backseat of a car toward a police officer after being told to do so by his dad. Police were initially called to a McDonald's just outside of Salt Lake City after restaurant workers reported a man had pointed a gun toward employees after receiving the wrong order. Employees had the man pull in front of the restaurant and wait for the correct order and then called police. When the officers arrived, they asked the man to get out of the vehicle several times, but he refused to comply, so the officers pulled him out of the vehicle. While the man was being taken into custody, the four-year-old was in the backseat of a car with a three-year-old sibling, according to the Salt Lake City Police Department, when the father told him to fire. The officer swiped the gun to the side of the car and a round was fired, grazing the officer. There were no additional injuries, and the father is in custody facing charges of felony child abuse and threatening with the use of a dangerous weapon. This is USA Radio News. Appsali and Rebitest are being sued by Amazon for allegedly creating fake reviews on its marketplace. Amazon speaking an unspecified amount of damages from the two companies, as well as an injunction that would stop them from facilitating the sale of Amazon reviews. For USA Radio News, I'm Tim Burry. Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. I am Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk on AM 1600 Rock of Talk.com. Hour two coming at you. You got Musk and myself. Don't forget Roku TV, Amazon Fire, Apple TV. You can download the app uh, directly at Rock of Talk.tv, Rock of Talk.com. Lots of updates. I didn't even check my, uh, you know, we were so into the story. I didn't even check the, the text. Uh, apparently, a lot of you guys know more about uh, young Mateo, who was, I guess, immunocompromised. I uh, don't know the verification of that at all, but according to um, the report, since we're all just sharing HIPAA, everyone else's uh, medical information is now everywhere, and uh, that's the way it is. I mean, people can come forward and say whatever they want. I don't know. Let me know. tell you about that last shot of penicillin I got. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. I don't know what is, what isn't. I, I can't uh, comment. I can only say what, what comes into the Kiva uh, here. And, uh, well, Eddie, just to put, uh, sure. and I don't want to beat a dead horse, but uh, I did do a pretty extensive deep dive on this that was the most read article on rockoftalk.chat last year. Uh, it was taking on uh, Michelle Lujan Grisham's mask mandate for schools. And I'm really proud of it, this one being our most read article from last year because I did a lot of number crunching, but it also, I think, suggested to me that a lot of moms and a lot of parents were passing this article around. Um, children looking at the data from national, the national data, are more at risk from car accidents, homicide via firearm, cancer is, is often, I mean, as, as rare as you know, childhood cancer is, uh, far more children die every year, uh, the last two years from cancer than from anything involving the coronavirus. Suicide by hanging, suicide mm. by firearm, uh, drowning. I mean, how often do you read about a child drowning? Not, not very often. Uh, overdoses, drug overdoses of any cause, Congenital anomalies, meaning, you know, 
conditions they were born with and heart disease of all. I mean, who heard, you ever heard about a child dying from heart disease? All of those are riskier to children than the coronavirus, this COVID-19. I, I don't think we'll be getting that kind of coverage from the Albuquerque Journal anytime soon. I think there is a, a local high school that had more suicides uh, from 2020 through uh, 20, the end of 2021 uh, than the total number, and it's in the Northeast Heights, and then the total number of deaths that were created by COVID. One high school had more suicides uh, yeah. in the Northeast Heights than the total number of in COVID the state, deaths. The whole state. I yeah. put that in perspective, right? Yeah. There were probably more homicides of children under the age of 16 during the entirety of 2020, 2021, um yeah we'll go that far okay then there were the total number of covid deaths under the age of 18. i think that's yep. uh fair enough to say right and think of how many of those suicides and homicides were driven by psychosocial economic conditions engendered by locking down a society uh you know <laughs> i know that doesn't exist in, in mlg world but in those of us who look took a look at a total systems perspective uh mm. we do recognize the, the role that played let's uh let's take it a step further i would venture to say based upon what we've covered there are more suicides uh of under the age of 14 and younger which is middle school and younger then there were total number of deaths under the age of 18 in the state of New Mexico for COVID-19 that I, I can't, I can't verify that, but I would venture to say that that state yeah. statement is also true. Very responsible uh, assumption. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Okay. And I think we've been far enough and like, th this is over folks. It's over. It, 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 it all ends when you say no, if you are someplace and you have a mask on and I point you and look at you, and I say, why do you have your mask on or take off your mask? I want you to understand what we have lived through in your life, okay? Yeah. While you're telling us to put on a mask everywhere we go. If I go and I tell you to take off your mask, I want to see your face. That's not me being rude. Hey, it wasn't being rude when you were telling me to put on my mask. Exactly. Like, exactly. What, what's, the, what's the deal here? You want to tell me to put on my mask or something? I'll tell you to take it off. There's something wrong there? I don't think so. My children want to see your face. So society wants to see your face go around. You know, if I want to, I'm, you know what I'm going to start doing? I'm going to start running around in my sunglasses with a hoodie on 24 seven without a mask. And I'm yeah. going to see just how scared you are. Yeah. And, you know, Cause that's the way I feel. That's what it looks like. Whenever I see you, I'm going to put the darkest sunglasses I have with the hoodie in the scariest gate that I could possibly have. And I want you to go ahead. That, that's, I think where we're at. Yeah. Best time to do that, Eddie, is around 1.30 a.m. at a convenience store gas station. And Bingo. walk Bingo. walk very forcefully into the into the store when you're doing that. Who looks suspicious, <laughs> the man with the mask or is it the person with the hoodie and the sunglasses? Well, according to modern day times, not the hoodie sunglasses uh, guy who's going to make it out uh, uh, good. He's he's the perp. He's the bad guy, not masked, masking up his, uh, his mouth. There. Eddie, five days into our... Our, I will say, unfortunately, temporary liberation from the mask mandate because I'm not convinced it's gone forever, fr frankly, ladies and gentlemen. I, I'm not a drama queen, but I'm not convinced it's not coming back. Pulled up at a light, was walking the dogs this morning, uh, headed out to walk the dogs, pulled up at a light, turned right next to me, young guy, Idiot. thin guy, Idiot. healthy guy, Idiot. in a car, alone, full mask on. Idiot. Yeah, no, they, these are people who are trying to convince themselves and they're going to tremendous lengths because there's a level of, you know, 
attachment they have to that. It's like, it's their trauma bond. What? I I can't live. I can't live through this without my mask going forward. It's still there. Like I, I, I suffered through two years of this for what? Just so one, one day arbitrarily, she decides to go and take off the mask. Well, she it's did. My, it's my health care huggy boogie. I'm just going to cling it. I'm just going to have it cling to me for the rest of my Why life. Why don't you just my, do what My health care huggy boogie. But, but you did what she said the entire time, didn't you? Isn't that why you were doing this? So just do what she says and take off the mask. You can do it, you know? Do the hokey pokey. That's all you've been doing for two years. I can't let go. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get to this. Uh, Eddie, on point today, when I read Sunday's paper, I had the same reaction. More fear-mongering. I'm not a statistician, but I took a couple of stat courses and always question numbers being thrown out in the media. Botel probably didn't even take a calculus class or anything else. So there you go. Dr. Bill Gates has already announced the new illness, hemorrhagic fever. There it is. Uh, he right. also announced that uh, getting Omicron was uh, probably a good thing. I don't know if you guys picked that up uh, today. It was uh, everybody getting the Omicron was a good thing because that's uh, the new vaccine is Omicron. Really, we created like, Oh, why are you just going to reinvent medicine? The AKA antibodies. I need to take an antibody test. I know I'm that. glad I waited then. If, if the, if the Omicron was the new vaccine and I didn't get yeah. vaccinated, I, okay. Hey, by Bill Gates' standards, I did the right thing. That's right. There it is. Seeing folks riding in cars alone with masks on today, 20 something. Yep. They love it. That's the reality. They live in it. That's the woke going broke. What are they going to do? What are they going to do? Really? This story about the COVID kid, Mateo. Is from Christmas? What BS? This is how far they have gone to scare the public mm-hmm. and blame you. Mm-hmm. It's not scaring the public. It's blaming you. You need to be responsible for what's happened, folks. They want you to know that you created Mateo's illness. What was the last line of the article from a doctor? That just means the little boy was exposed to someone who probably was eligible and didn't get the vaccine. I'm looking in the mirror, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. Mateo has been in UNM for his congenital use. Did the article mention that he was immunocompromised, had other comorbidities? There it is. That's just that's straight from the. It, and by the way, if you wanted to come at me and start immediately asking me, like, who sent you that? It's like, well, um, Mateo's mom could, and I'd give her the phone number. It would be totally fine. But would you ever do that? Mateo's mom never would. Just, just the way it is. Who said that? Well, I repeated something that was texted in. Very different. Try to get me on it. Already did it. Check your lawyer. Check your lawyer. Uh, Eddie, you're going after Wester is timed perfectly. He just launched his annual fundraiser campaign. He only listens to money. Keep the wallet shut. I'm telling you, Catholics are in an uprising. And after I'm done with them, he won't believe Eddie, it. Eddie, I've never seen my father like this with, with the the capitulation of the Catholic Church to masking and vaccine. My father oh, yeah. is 80 years old. He's the most loyal Catholic you've ever met. He watches the Eternal Word Television Network all day, every day, WTN. and he is he is livid about this. I, yeah. I I don't see him leaving the church, but I've never seen my father like like he is lately. People just say they're Catholic now, um, and then they don't go to church. They they just like Fies raised Catholic, or you know I'm a recovering Catholic, or. You know, I, I've been through the, I mean, right now, if you've, you're Catholic, you're Catholic. You were baptized Catholic. You, you're not going to not be Catholic ever. Okay. And, and one, we, it's funny. We all sit in church. Okay. We want, we recognize one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. Okay? I, I, I try to like impress this upon 
born again Christians all the time. Like, I don't need you to come over here and tell me to be born again. Okay? You're not going to come in and save me. All right. Jesus Christ has saved me. I've saved by my family. You know, I'm, I'm Catholic. Okay. So let's, let's not, you know, it, it just, everyone's got their own ideas about what they're impressed and they make you feel bad. And when they make you feel bad, they keep you from living your best life, folks. Okay. Whatever that happens to be. Choose for yourself, okay? I don't understand, but really start to understand your faith. Being Catholic is not a bad thing. There's just a lot of homo Catholics that are out there that give Catholics a bad name. And a lot of them are pedos who are priests. And they happen to be running the church. And they might be practicing at your church. And we're going to find them. We're going to expose them. And we're going to tell you who the pedo homo priests are. Period. that That just feels good like i'm getting it out for like everybody out there you know it's like here you, you want to know who the homo pedo priests are well, well we're gonna we're gonna check them off check off your boxes what we're gonna empty your pews okay then we're gonna put a good priest in there who's nice and humble and who's shepherdic and you know who will do everything that he possibly can to go ahead and you know gather his flock and live the right way like where did we get to this you know sort of woke uh, way like this was put out let me just let me read you this Uh, you, uh, you're gonna love this. Let me let me read this. This was sent out. Um, let's see. Do I not know how to spell anymore? I don't know how to spell. <laughs> it's it happens in your late forties, Eddie. Trust is that me. What I, I'm like <laughs> I couldn't get the first two letters of this correct. I was like, what the heck is going on? Okay, so. <clears throat> I'm just going to read this for starters. So I'm just going to wet, wet the appetite. Uh, Cause I've been reading this stuff like all day. Finally, my brain just had to just sleep. Cause I was like, ah, I can't take this anymore. <clears throat> National coming out day. Dowd. It's October the 11th. Oh. I've, I've had no idea. There it is. I thought that wasn't it. Whoa. Yeah, here it is. Dear immaculate. Just listen to the opening four words of this. <laughs> Dow just used to see how Dow's looking at me. We were watching Rock of Talk TV. I said the first two words, and Dow was like, "What? <laughs> this is Dow from from the Catholic upbringing, and he he couldn't even get past that." I went National Coming Out Day regarding National Coming Out Day. I'm like, "Okay, dear Immaculate Conception parishioners." I told you the apocalypse is here, folks. Signs of the apocalypse, this crap. Some of you might be aware that in addition to being Indigenous Peoples Day, formerly referred to as Columbus Day, October 11th has since 1988 been referred to as National Coming Out Day. This day originally came about as a way to affirm people who are lesbian or gay encouraging them to no longer hide their sexual orientation as if in a closet. And by the way, that's in parentheses. As if in a closet. Yeah. Oh, I've never heard that term before. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But to live openly. No, they always kind of like, you know, softball it. You know, they always try to just say, you know, kind of just make it seem like we're being, we're, we're being sensitive in our approach. It has since grown to include those who are bisexual transgender, and also to support those family members and friends of someone who may be gay or lesbian. Sadly, many LGBT persons who come out of the closet 
are rejected by family members and friends and coworkers. Students are frequently bullied by their peers. And this bullying is often tolerated by teachers and administrators. LGBT youth are four times more likely. Here we go with the, the stats. More, more like, I feel like I'm being bullied by the LGBT community. Who do I see about that? <laughs> Who's the real bully here? <laughs> where do I, where do I go uh, when I feel like I'm completely and totally bullied by the LGBTQ community? Seriously. Wait, like, who do I do? Where do I go? Four times more likely than their straight peers to consider or to attempt suicide. Largely because of the rejection and or bullying they endure. I, I don't even know anyone who is, who would even try to bully a queer anymore is that is that a fair thing to say i just i don't want to say the lgbt anymore so just say LG, i don't want to have to qualify the whole thing by saying this whole acronym so i, I have to include everybody because we already know what we're talking about okay and just to say we used to say queer all the time and it's like okay that's what we did but maybe we just need to get back to basics here okay all right here we go <clears throat> can't believe i'm about to read this our Catholic Church is beginning to take a more compassionate and pastoral. See, you're not pastoral if you're not taking a more compassionate and pastoral approach to ministering to the members of the queer community. While Pope Francis has been clear on the church's teaching regarding the sacrament of matrimony, uh-oh, Looks like we're, we're, we're starting to touch the sides of it, that it is a sacrament between one man and one woman. He has also encouraged love and respect and compassion for gays and lesbians. How about just human beings? Can we just go, uh, you see somebody on the side of the road is like, are you queer? <clears throat> well, I'm not going to help you. Like, <laughs> I said no one. Oh, I'm sorry. You're queer. I can't help you. Nobody would ever say that. Like someone's on the side of the road, they're straight. You're going to help them out. You don't care. Someone's asking you, what's your sexual orientation? It's like, I didn't know if that dog was a male or a female, or, you know, if it was making its transition over there. Like, I didn't know to pick it up or not, take it to the pounder. Was this one worth saving? Like, no human being is thinking like this. Okay. Maybe in Utah, where four year olds are gunning down uh, uh, shooting, notice they did not state the color of the person, of the, of, of the, the three and the four year old. Like, you know, it was those crazy gang-banging Mormons who just like to kind of run around with their rifle and their rifle rack shooting at cops all day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh. All right. Well, Pope Francis has been clear on the church's teaching regarding the sacrament of matrimony, that it is a sacrament between one man and one woman. He has also encouraged love and respect and compassion for gays and lesbians. No one's out asking each other if they're gay and lesbian. Only gays and lesbians are asking whether or not you're gay and lesbian at this point. Because heterosexuals like, I don't know. I'm afraid to ask. Oh, I don't exactly. know. I'm afraid to ask. Exactly. You think he swings that way? I don't know. I'm afraid to ask. I don't want to know. I don't want someone to think I'm, I'm, I'm racist or sexist or homophobic. Like hetero people, if you're hetero and white at this point, you can't even talk. If you walk into some place that you are not, like the majority of walk straight out white people, just get out, just leave quickly Jesus. before if you don't, if you don't do your duty and let the person of color go ahead of you, or if you don't hold the door open, we've gotten this point right here. 
doubt if you don't hold the door open as a white person, my God, you are so racist. You're not rude anymore, man. You used to be kind of cool. You were rude. I'm busy. I'm from, oh, he's from New York. That's the way they are in New York. Like Verdict cares. first, trial next, right? <laughs> Verdict first, trial next. That's that's it. That's it. All right, all right. I, I digress way too much here, but this is this is fun. Boy, just getting back into the swing of things. Sorry, I, I can't use the word swing, can I? I don't know. Anyway, not unless you're Santa Fe. <clears throat> oh, that's oh. right. That's it. Swingers. All oh, right, the lifestyle. I'm sorry. <clears throat> the light- here we go. <sighs> Speaking about gay people in 2013, Pope Francis said that quote unquote. The key for the church to welcome, not exclude, and show mercy, not condemnation. Mm, Sounds like we're accepting a new lifestyle, and it's fabulous in the Catholic Church. That's right. In July of that year, he said, if someone is gay and is searching for the Lord and has goodwill, then who am I to judge him? Well, I don't know. We've got a Bible. We've tossed it around a lot. Uh, I think there's, you know, Sodom, Gomorrah. We had all these stories. You know what? We should just cut that out of the Bible. We're, we're good. We got this. Dow just uh, shaking his head. You should. I, I just, I'm, I'm just trying to square this, Eddie, with. You can't. The concept, no, no, don't square it. You're the, white. The concept I was raised there. on, which is love the sinner, hate the sin, which is what was drilled into us in Catholic school. Right. Uh, you want to save someone's soul. You want to bring them to Christ. But in no way does that eliminate the need to hate the sin uh if he's if the pope is saying we shouldn't judge people isn't hating a, an activity that is judged to be hateful isn't that a, a type of judging I, I i oh i'm having a hard time with this all right <sighs> you should as you should uh, as every person should but here's really the cool part about all of this you know what the, the catholic church really sorry the catholic church is sorry for its history of pedophilia and the catholic church is very 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 sorry and it's going to pay its you know it's 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 duty to those people who it has hurt right it is going to pay its its duty and what can you imagine if you're donating right now in the pews over at the catholic church knowing that that money is going directly over and they're putting out letters at the Immaculate Conception Parish about National Coming Out Day. Can you imagine, like, wait, wait, they're going to, am I the idiot that just gave you guys money to pay for your pedophilia at the very same time that you guys are putting out letters for National Coming Out? Why are you talking about sex again? Wait, wait, isn't this the kind of thing that, you know, kind of broached the subject maybe a bit too far? Let's continue. Shall we? Shall we continue? Wow. The texts are coming in fast and fast and furious. Probably not furious. No one should marginalize these people for this. They must be integrated into society. Oh, into the church. All of a sudden, they're now part of the church. Here we go. This is still the same letter. In the documentary, Francesco, which was released in October 2020, the Holy Father expressed support for same-sex civil unions. Told you. From one paragraph, <laughs> out. We're not even Catholic anymore. We're out. I don't even know what to do. I just, I just, I just. A pope said that, <sighs> quote, homosexuals have a right to be a part of the family. They're children of God and have a right to a family. Nobody should be thrown out or be made miserable because of it. Okay. Well, I guess we're not Catholic anymore. I don't know what we are, but we're, we're, we, we're Catholic, but once the queer community comes in and we're, I don't know, whatever they want us to be. So they don't feel bad. Then you can't pa- practice your Catholicism anymore. You're done with this. 
In September 2020, Pope Francis told 40 Italian parents of LGBT children in a brief encounter that God loves their children as they are. Oh, well, finally, because the parents couldn't, because they're so judgmental, they were Catholic. And now uh, I'm glad the Pope finally straightened this stuff out for us. <laughs> and that the church loves their children as they are because they are children of God. Okay, well, just if you just say everything's a children of God, then we don't need to be hetero, homo, queer, transgender, children of God. Jeffrey you know Dahmer was a child of God. Yeah. yeah, we're all children of God. Everything's at anything, right? The air, the atoms, whatever. Everything's just, we breathe life into it. Adam and Eve, Adam and Steve, you know, Eve and, and I don't know, Kate, whatever, right? It doesn't matter. It's just all, those are stories. They're just like, you know, things. The, the Bible, that's not, come on, who believes that? For shame. Francis presided over a 2014 synod. I don't know what a synod on the family. It sounds like a like a bad like boil on the butt or something. <laughs> it's a gathering of ecclesiastical luminaries. Oh, that's, that's above my pay grade. <laughs> above everyone's pay grade because you have to be the Holy Father. It's the first assembly of the synod to explicitly state the God-given dignity of all persons, regardless of anything, orientation, race. God created the human in God's image. I'm wondering, do they check for hetero homosexuality when you walk into the church? I'm I'm beginning to think that, you know, check your papers. Are you vaccinated? That's right. You know, at this point. It, it, here's the here's the kicker again, folks. Here we go. Our response as members of the Catholic family ought to be one of compassion and acceptance of all members of the family of God. And clearly this includes those members of the LGBTQ community. Perhaps coming out day is a day for us all to come out of the darkness of judgmentalism and non-acceptance and a day to embrace all of God's children as equally deserving of his love and our love. Sincerely, Father Steve Rosero. Uh, Rosero. Dear Immaculate Conception parishioners. So I'm like, okay, well, this is interesting. Let's go look up um, Steve Rosero. Wow. He's from San Francisco, connected to Washington, D.C., if this is the same uh, Steve Rosera, uh, your father at Immaculate Conception was married to another man. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. If you can trust any of these documents anymore, I don't even know. It, it was, I don't know. Some priest that you have that's giving you whatever. Of course he's going to be for National Coming Out Day. You're like, oh, well, you know, Archbishop Wester's here to clean it up and reestablish the Catholic faith in the state of America. Oh, wow. Here we are, Archbishop Wester, great defender of the homosexuals, according to the U.S. Catholic bishops attending conference promoting same-sex marriage. Archbishop Wester, right there. There he is, folks. Catholics for marriage equality. God is love. You want to go this extensively tomorrow? I want to see how much my phone rings. 550, 50, 500. Do you want me to read more? It's all right here. We can go. How many people are yanking their children out of Catholic schools? How many people are no longer going to Catholic church? Does that not make you a Catholic? No, it makes them not Catholic, not you. You've practiced your faith. You're right now 24% of pastors 
right now. The, the approval rating, you know, I have you for Congress and all. The approval rating right now for like pastors, both evangelical, Catholic, everything, 24%. You're better at leading your family than many of these people who are leading their quote unquote churches, right? I mean, just do a little bit of digging. Just check it out. Oh, that Eddie Aragon's a terrible person. Oh, he does this. It does this. I'm not trying to claim to be Jesus Christ up there. You don't see me running around with a giant cross, the holier than thou. I was like, yep. Yeah, I live in my office. I'm a terrible guy. I've been divorced, this, do that. Yeah, all these terrible things about me. I'm, am I trying to be a holier than thou? You can't trust a thing that he says. He's angry. He's a, what am I angry about? Not my, not, I don't go to an immaculate conception. I know I will never go there now. I mean, if that's the type of thing in third bank, I believe that's where, oh, yeah, St. Mary's. Yeah, there, there's there's more here. Does anybody like to know more, see more? I bet you would. Remember, uh, the Catholic Church just recently auctioned off uh, how many properties to pay for its debt so it could pay for all the pedophilia and all that. And then, by the way, there's more connections there. There's more connections. We can find out all this information. No wonder Father Chavez was so angry with me. I was literally, like, literally confirmed in his church, St. Therese. And on the front front door of that thing, you put it right there on the stamp, right there on the on top. Ridiculing Black Lives Matter. What, when did the church become a great defender of the Black Lives Matter? Because certainly isn't infant lives matter. We're the third-term trimester capital abortion place of the world. We're, like, known for that. Travel abortion. I don't see Father Chavez. I don't see people defending all that. That's what a Knight of Columbus has to do. It happened to be a third-degree Knight of Columbus. What do you think you're supposed to do to protect life? That's the whole thing. You, you guys should be marching in front of Immaculate Conception tomorrow. Just like you march on uh, this morning over in front of Lomas and, uh, was it, 12th Street, whatever. The abortion clinic. Can't even think of it right now. Oh, and by the way, if you're uh, uh, an abortion organization, an anti-abortion organization, and you're endorsing a Democrat, you aren't an anti-abortion uh, organization. Just so you know. And by the way, libertarians as well. If you're endorsing a libertarian or Democrats, you're not an anti-abortion organization. Sadly, most philosophical libertarians are pro-choice. I, oh, I, I am not one of them, Eddie. Live <laughs> and let live. I am a pro-life libertarian. <laughs> All right. Should we get some feedback and then we'll continue with this uh, this tomorrow and a, a bit more of an organization? I'll just just a little 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 taste for you guys out there. That's right there. You need to talk with, uh, oh, wow. Okay. These uh, groups are, are heretical and are a cancer in the church. They are. But this is what's wrong with the state of New Mexico. You guys oftentimes try to figure out, like, what's wrong with the state of New Mexico. Uh, it, it's it's uh, <laughs> Democrats who work for the state who go to Catholic church. That That's it. Oh, and by the way, uh, who are Dallas Cowboy fans at the same time? By the way, if you're if you represent those four things, don't talk to me. I've said that before. I know I've said that somewhere. <laughs> it used to be a finite group of people. Now it's big. Uh, you are shining the light on the cockroaches. <laughs> I kill the cockroaches. They need to scatter. They do. We gotta let them know that our children, they're not available for you. you this isn't. You can't just hide away. Our family has been attending the Catholic Church for over thirty-five years. 
We left John the 23rd a couple of years ago when the deacon had an anti-Trump sermon. Boom. There, oh. there it is. Get political. There it is. Lose your ability to make any money. Anti-Trump. I've seen that. I did saw that at San Felipe. We left the Prince of Peace after they wouldn't keep the women who played the organ piano because she wouldn't get vaccinated and therefore no music and required mass. There you go. Yeah. That? That's the Catholics blowing out of the Catholic Church. These are not anecdotes or isolated incidents. These appear no. to be more the norm, Eddie, no. <laughs> moving forward here. No, absolutely. We love attending. Uh, I'm not here to uh, espouse for any evangelical church, just so you know. So if you guys write in, I just read it as is. And you're welcome to try and do whatever the heck you need. You need to find your Your spiritual path is the most important thing for you personally, whatever that happens to be. And I don't care. I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you on high, okay? Because everyone's got their motivation. Uh, every one of them. Every single one of these guys. And it's all, oh, well, how do you think we got such a big church? Oh, yeah, look at the things we're doing. I mean, there's no words. <clears throat> and by the way, uh, what is it called? Uh, what is the... Joel Osteen, they, it's a specific type of... Um, what do they call it? Oh, the prosperity gospel? Prosperity gospel, thank you. Yeah. Thanks for saying that. Prosperity. Prosperity. Now, absolutely love attending Sagebrush Church. Mass not required, although a few individuals wear them. Great services, great Christian message. What do you do with those people who wear the mask? Like, what are, what are you afraid of? Like, if, if your faith is so strong, you're not going to get it, and you do a little homeopathy, and you take care of yourself, and you're healthy, I mean, you're going to quit it, right? Abortion is a murder. Why is it a double homicide when a pregnant woman is killed? Is that true? Is it a double uh, homicide? There's a lot of hypocrisy in terms of what they charge uh, crimes against people who abuse pregnant women because, of course, if a baby's not an unborn baby's not a living being, then why hmm. would you prosecute for? That's good. Yeah, That's good, I, Down. Um, I've never gotten the I didn't know. logic of that. <laughs> Some people say if you're against abortion, don't have one. If you're against murder, don't get killed. That's very funny. John the Twenty Third is a leftist church. Here we go. I didn't. I don't know that. I don't know where the John the Twenty Third is. I want to see John the First. In my religion, the Baha'i faith, LGBTQ, are to abstain. Sex is for marriage and the procreation of life. Therefore, sex is for a married man and a woman and would result in a child. If you are not married, heterosexual relationships are also to abstain until marriage. Okay. I, I guess. I mean, I'm, sometimes i got to follow this. Hi, the Washington Post, Bastion of Liberal Thought, is an article by Taylor Dicer. claiming that individual freedom is a key component of white supremacy. See? Doubt? Didn't you know that? If you believe in individual freedom, that's the yes. key component to uh, being yes. white supremacist. So you yes. and me were white supremacists. There we go. So no, no people mean- anywhere on earth <laughs> other than white people have wanted their freedom. That, that's true. Only, that true. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we don't know about uh, Roots and Kunta Kinte. No, huh? not there. Africa, the know. Caribbean, <laughs> South, South America, Asia. Nobody's route. ever wanted freedom. No. <laughs> Sunday, you know, we had a uh, man. It was like the two is like eating oatmeal, eating grape nuts. Uh, watching Roots and a man called Horse, my four worst experience as a child. Uh, it just doesn't appeal to anything. <laughs> so, so does that mean that collective freedom is a sign of the anti-racist? Shades of Marxism. Very good. You guys are good. You're good, you. Oh, yeah. Did you see Deb Holland? Proposal to scrub derogatory term targets hundreds of U.S. sites. We're going to get rid of squaw everywhere. Squaw. Very offensive. Like 300 different... Like, Signs uh, like that's how ridiculous this country has gotten. Squaw Peak, you're gonna have to rename that Squaw Peak. I don't know what you're gonna name it, but you better. It, 
forget anybody in life or death situation. Oh, he's trapped on Squaw Peak. What? It's not called that anymore. Oh, wait, wait. I thought you mentioned it was the new name. Or, and then, you know, 911 operators aren't able to get there. Why? Because Deborah Holland killed him because she yeah. wanted to rename 320 different monuments something other than Squaw. It's because so offensive that you use that word. We're not going to send out a rescue team now. That's. <laughs> I refuse to send out the uh, University of New Mexico hospital out to Squaw Peak. <laughs> That's right. Right. Because it will offend their ability to uh, their sensibilities. And it's not right for them to land on something that's named uh, that is a racial slur. Hey, if they can freeze your bank account for giving to the wrong cause, yes. you know, they can just call off a rescue operation. Blame, that's blame Canada right there. <laughs> Matt and Trey were right a long time ago. Blame Canada. They really were. Deb Holland looks haggard. <laughs> what do they say? Ridden hard, put away wet. Is that what they say? The horse dogs. Come on. Come on. How about good? How about a good-looking? Um, oh wow, that's that is. A, I like that. That's really tough. Let's see. She must be called by her correct name, DWI Dub. You guys are on top of it. It's true. Scott Peterson was charged with double murders because Lacey Peterson was pregnant. That's in California. Yeah, they don't yeah. even recognize like up until birth, right? An actual human being. Uh, how much do mega churches like Sagebrush and Calvary give to the poor to do help, or did they just give it to the Reverend Minister? Many of them have food groups, folks. I hate to say it. Um, try to go after the Calvaries and the Sagebrushes and the Legacy. Like I literally was with Pastor Steve over at Legacy. I'm not. I'm not a parishioner. Still have yet to attend a Legacy uh, ministry. Pastor Steve has been here. Wonderful guy. Liked him a whole bunch. You still haven't been out to his church yet. But let me say, um, the Roadrunner Food Bank line. On a Monday morning, it was like, like a, it was like a trucker convoy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please save it. I'm, I'm not going to get into it. Uh, let's see. Hey, Eddie. Clean house in the Catholic Church. There are many amazing priests, but unfortunately, many flamers and pedophiles that need to be brought to justice. There you go. I don't. I'm just read the text. I just read the text, folks. It just that's the way it is. Archbishop Wester now lives at Immaculate after selling the church's home in Santa Fe. Oh, wow. Interesting. Immaculate, not so immaculate. Hmm? Hmm? You think they get off on that? You think they're like, get off on pitching that lifestyle and saying it's okay at a place <laughs> where they're rubbing their hands together? <laughs> the immaculate, we're, we're pitching a national coming out day. Oh, and by the way, uh, drag, drag queen shows. Yes, I will talk about that tomorrow. Wow. Yes. I will Seriously. Talk about that. Yep. I will talk about it. I got this damn bulletin. We immediately took our money and moved parishes. Wow, they got it too. I'm so glad you're talking about the bulletin Immaculate Conception put out. There it is. Hey, I just, you you bring me the material and I just, I toss it out. The pastor from St. Anne's would be a great co-host to you in doubt on this topic. I don't know that. I did kind of grow up at St. Anne's. That's in the South Valley. La Vega Road. Badass, bro. I've been going to St. Anne's for years. They still have the same punch and cookies. The best. <laughs> Me and my Ruka, we go to the fiesta every year. We have a great time. We don't have any of the strange ladies over there either. <clears throat> Let's see. Um, Jesus said, if you say you are one of his followers, but you don't obey him, you are, you, you are of your father, the devil, not a child of God. God never said that everyone is a child of God, but that everyone is a creation of God. You, you're only his child if you obey him and believe him, and then you will get the inheritance that a child gets. This is liberality, not unity, that the Catholic Church is pushing. 
God said it's wrong, so it's wrong. God is love, but the truth is part of love. But wait, wait, love is truth. Truth is love, right? The truth hurts. Sometimes love hurts. There I got there. No, not really. Very funny though. Uh, what if the church member is a Trump supporter? Are they still loved? Yes. No, they wouldn't be. Absolutely not. Uh, trust me, I am not, not loved by uh, any of these. Thank God. Thank, thank goodness. Praise Jesus. Pass the biscuit. Here we go. My brother's boyfriend cheated on him with a Catholic priest. Whoa. That's heavy. Heavy duty. I suppose that's one way of accepting someone into the church. <laughs> My gosh. <sighs> Folks, I just read the text, uh, really. Eddie, have you ever tried going to the Latin Mass? Yes, I did. I liked it. It was uh, good. But don't start selling me on this. Remember, these are the same people that condemned me to... Um, what did he say? I was going to hell? Mm. He did. He said, he literally told me I was going to hell. I was like, wow. Another guy who's Catholic, but not of the archdiocese, told me I was going to hell because I was leading people away from the Catholic Church. Right. I remember that day. <laughs> oh, that was big. That was big. It's the practice of Catholicism prior to I know what it is. I've been to it. And it's wonderful. And the people in the veils and everyone's dressed up and they're facing the altar. And, you know, I, I, love, I love the ritual, right? I love the ritual. Okay. Remember, there's lots of rituals. They're all very seductive. I'm sure you've seen Eyes Wide Shut. Just, <clears throat> just saying. <laughs> like, literally, the reason why that man lost his life, Kubrick is amazing. <laughs> Kubrick's amazing, but he just basically exposed the ritual sexual practices of the Illuminati in there. You, do your, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to move subjects right now. It's the practice of, okay, uh, it was infiltrated by communists. It's very conservative as St. Peter and St. Paul. That's good. I like it, Orlando. It's good stuff. Transgender queers stay in the closet. Only the woke care and their human garbage. Okay. I just read the text. Uh, Eddie, thank you for calling queer queer. Well, I'm just saying I, I can't go through the whole letter. And I know queer is not offensive because we can go back to RuPaul. Let's uh, let's go back down. Let's let's revisit, uh, shall yep. we? Yep. Um, poor RuPaul. I feel bad for RuPaul uh, because they had to rename. Um, was it the drag queen? RuPaul's right. Drag Race. Drag Race. Okay, they had to rename this whole thing, and he's, like, still calling it, right? And I believe there was a show that they refer to themselves Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. Like, right. Queer Nation is a political entity, an activist yeah. group. Yeah. We're trying to help. Just trying to get people, like, on board. Gosh. We're, 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 bringing, we're bringing awareness. <laughs> the alphabet people. Uh, just doesn't have a ring to it, especially when there's children now. Uh, some people don't know what to call their children. They're like, some people don't even know they're pregnant. They're like, Absidy. What is that? There's literally a child named Absidy, A B C D. They're discriminating against my son at school. Why? Well, well, young Absidy. <laughs> A, B, C, D. They're making fun of him. No, they're saying their alphabet. Come on. What is this, people? Eddie LGBT, Liberty Guns, Beer, and Trump. Oof. <laughs> love that. Good and loved it. We went to the movie, went to grocery shopping, went to Lowe's, didn't wear a mask, went out to eat, didn't wear. Like, uh, suddenly everyone's enjoying the freedom that Michelle <laughs> Lujan Grisham has bestowed upon them. Love telling our servers and people that work there. What a great day. It was great to see their smiling faces. It's great to be free. <laughs> We're not free. This is uh, New Mexico. 
And our meaning of free is, hey, the hookup, don't you know? 550-5500, Any other commentary, Dow, before we reward our advertisers with uh, No, I, you know, Eddie, I, as a person who was, of course, raised Catholic and went to Catholic education, I mean, I, I it's, you can't be a Red Sox fan and a Yankees fan. You know, you, you can't be a, a libertarian and support the welfare state. I mean, when the church starts to give up on its sacred tenets, its principles and its beliefs and what it considers to be morally objectionable and, and, and morally acceptable, um, I'm sorry, you know, you, you cease to be the entity that you used to be. Uh, and um, the old the old line about the church of what's happening right now, um, as I'll just repeat, you know, I'm, I marvel at what my father is going through watching the church go soft, go squishy on issues like the vaccine and, and the, the, the research, the R&D connection to abortion going back as it relates to the vaccine. Uh, and the church uh, and, and any, any other principled institution, once it starts to backpedal in the face of the mob, the mob will always be pursuing the lowest common denominator. You know, it'll always be the popular culture, the political cravenness of politicians. And so whether it's, you know, the church or whether it's a political principle or, you know, the, the, the institutions and the belief systems in, in our society, when they all become compromised and it's an anything goes society, I hate to say it, but you've got pretty much what we have now. And uh, it's on balance. It's a very bad thing. A very bad thing. This is why when those guys who don't want to bake a cake for because of their, you know, for a homosexual couple that's getting married and then you take it all the way to the Supreme Court and he wins. Yep. Right? yep. Like, like this is why you see this stuff happening because we still have the ability for people to do what they want, where they want, how they want. And you have the right to go ahead and decide to go after them, but you cannot make something compulsory for people. And, you know, we talk about, I, I'm sort of making a joke here, but I'm not because who are the real bullies in society? The real bullies in society are, are, are is political correctness, forcing yep. people to accept something that yep. they don't want to have. Nobody wants something to be forced upon them. Nobody. Your parents, least of all, mm -hmm. doubt. I I know for you. I know you know. Like there is such a thing as respect, right? And your your parents only like certain things, okay? And you can't jam something down your parents' throats, which is why you're like you're kind of stand up. My my kids are a little bit different. They just they're, they're they're they know. But I'll talk with them about anything. But most parents like you don't talk about that. You don't say it. You, there are things that are seen but not heard. You know things like that. And now we've totally gone to the point where, well, you know, dad's a racist and uh, mom doesn't believe in this. And she's only, uh, she wouldn't understand. It's like, well, you would uh, fail to understand that uh, your parents understand a heck of a lot more because they've lived through some things. And they understand that when you drop norms and you drop standards and you drop the values of what these institutions are supposed to be espousing, which is what they're afraid of, they understand that life doesn't really go that well. <laughs> life kind of sucks oh, mm -hmm. things were good when you know we had sunday dinner when we had prayer when we got together and we celebrated easter and oh we don't celebrate easter anymore didn't you know it was uh didn't you know that we uh we don't celebrate thanksgiving anymore mom that columbus day is uh, all about the murder of indigenous peoples let me lecture you've literally got kids running back home hearing something that they heard that's made up and they're lecturing their parents and their families on the newfangled values. And that's how we arrived at this crap. Because we're appealing to the lowest common denominator and it is mob rules. I mean, right now, most of like your parents, dad, my parents, lots of other parents out there, like 
what happened to our church? Why has our country become the way it is? Why did this happen? It's like, we're not trying to make America great again. It's because if it's broke, don't fix it. Mm-hmm. Well, how do you think these, these uh, you know, uh, prosperity uh, preachers and, and gospels and various other things are making, are doing so well? Because because you're, you're, you're basically, well, my life sucks. It hasn't gone very well. Well, you've been in and out of like 12 different homosexual relationships, uh, Stan. Things aren't go- great for you because you haven't learned the ways that, you know, there's just certain men that like to sleep around with other certain men. It's weird. And you suddenly can't realize like why your life isn't like coming to a point with a level of purpose, Stan. Maybe the I think it's too hard here. I, I don't know what's going on here, but you know, when you have the institutionals in the oldest state in the oldest territory that are literally, and they establish this place because, well, we like wine. We love babies. And we're going to establish the church uh, right here on the road, right ahead of hundred years ahead of uh, George Washington, uh, who had been 290 years old on my birthday, a couple of days ago, yesterday. Right. Yeah, Cause you're looking at that and you're saying, well, what, and, and, and I'm the one who's not being compassionate. Like, where's your compassion for the, for the elders, right? A native American, we have to have, uh, you know, uh, Deb Holland, I'm sure we, we don't want to go ahead and you probably can't even walk around a certain part of Laguna Acoma Pueblo because on a certain day, it offends the elders. Like, there's such sacred land over there, right? But, oh, yeah, but everything exactly. we've done is the least sacred thing you've ever seen because somehow it's got blood of, of indigenous people on it, right? Like, when are we going to get rid of this ridiculousness in this state? And I can tell you right now, my Democrat friends, yes, there are a few of them out there who might be out there. You're literally nodding your head in full agreement, full-throated agreement with me. Because you understand, it's like, well, my son's gay, and uh, you know, I don't know what my daughter's doing, but uh, she's doing this, and uh, we we just give them the choice to, you know, live and let live, and yeah, I think, uh, you know, Brian started pot on fourteen, and I don't know, they used to throw parties when me and my, uh, you know, second wife used to leave town on the weekends, and uh, <laughs> well, there you go, <laughs> the breakdown of everything because uh, you checked out, you weren't that interested, right? Uh, or you let you, you let your wife, you let your wife sort of wear the pants in the family. If you are a man and you let the wife let the wear the pants in the family, well, now you know why uh, she's totally cool with, uh, you know, father this and, and deacon that being gay. Because you let the wife go over there and say, well, you know, you got to be okay with that, Stan. It's just alternative lifestyles. It's just, it's okay that they're people too. They're God's chosen people too. Like we're engaged in a full-on civil war here. Okay, if you're going to a church and you find people that you have some level of agreement with, stay there. Okay, and and you like it, and you're like be in that little uh, I don't know what you call it, uh, kind of a, a circle where you have comfort and support. Stay stay there. Okay? Try not to leave that, and and try not to introduce any weird stuff into it. Right now, <laughs> the world is weird enough on its own. Between the iPhone, the TV, and all the stuff that's coming in and out, I don't even know how you negotiate anything. I mean, I know what I do, but I, I'm, I'm telling you, like, at this point, don't even try. If, you, if you're good right there, keep it right there. And don't pass judgment on anybody else because you don't care about anybody else at this point. Really. It, it, you know, and based upon the healthcare system, I think you start needing to get into those uh, little, you know, healthcare places where you, you know, 100 of you get together. What do they call those things? Where people oh, are the concierge medicine. Yeah, concierge, start doing that. 
You know, this is the time to start creating your little tribes and just moving on and trying to say, you know, maybe they really did have it right back east. Uh, what were the names of those? Uh, the Quakers, you know, th those groups? <laughs> right. maybe, maybe they, they're like, yeah, you know, eventually someone's going to come in and, you know, Aunt M is going to come in to tell us about, you know, her new friend. And we're always kind of questioning and we're really not sure if we should let that around our kids or not. And they're like, well, you shouldn't have let around your kids because, you know, you're now your daughter thought that she wasn't having good luck on the other side. So now she's going to go just like Aunt M did. Don't you know, Dad? Don't you know? Don't you know, Mom? See, it's just a small introduction. It's just like that little letter. Just enough to do it. Well, I and think Eddie, the, the difference yeah. that we're, I think what we're in right now, and you mentioned the Civil War, I mean, I think some people have referred to it, started to refer to it as a cold Civil War where we're not necessarily slaughtering each other, but we're deplatforming each other and families are breaking up over these issues. I mean, I think there's always been the avant garde, the kind of bohemian cultural elites who have never respected tradition and, and principles and, and even sort of senses of honor and nobility and, and the old ways of doing things and, and being responsible for yourself and being responsible for your family. I think the difference is now those people are have political power, economic power, and they kind of are making anyone who wants to adhere to some of the older ways, they're not just leaving them alone. They're making them out to be the villain. So they're coming at you. And I think that's why, in my mind, in the last few years, from what I've just observed, it's a different kind of fight now. Uh, it's not uh, leave us alone. You guys go your way. You cultural elites will be fine. Now, if you don't agree with them on everything, you're the villain. And they're going yes, to you rearrange your behavior. They're going to freeze your bank account. I mean, yes. we're getting into some really scary stuff here. And I've always, you know, my, my view is always, you know, don't be a drama queen. Don't overreact to things. But, boy, we are in a very scary time. And I've se I'm seeing behaviors and the use of various powers that I haven't seen earlier in my life. Uh, it's not, oh, just leave those old fuddy-duddies alone. Now it's, we're going to make them like us at the point of a gun uh, or at the point of a checkbook or, you know, whatever tool we have or at the point of a vaccine passport. Uh, it, we, we're, uh, we're in a dark time. And I, and I sad to say, Eddie, I think it's getting darker. It's not getting lighter. I want to uh, share this with uh, people. We're just going to continue on. I'm going to get to the commercials here in a second. I'm going to skip the top of the hour. Sorry for uh, turning down the network at the top of the hour. It's, you know, you know, Biden's uh, screwing up the world. So, but I want you to listen to this from Ben Shapiro. And I know that Ben Shapiro, a lot of you are not fans of him. Okay. I happen to be a bigger and bigger fan of Ben almost every single day. Not on everything. Okay. But when he destroys the other side of that argument, which is where, which is where the civil war is taking place. It's taking place on a dialogue level. You're doing it on your social media platforms, all that kind of stuff. Well, I don't subscribe to any of that kind of stuff. Uh, this is Shapiro. Um, I believe this is on, I hope I got this. Um, I believe this is on transgender. You gotta, just listen to this doubt for a second. Just, this is one of the reasons why I, I, I like this stuff. You got, you got to hear this. This is, from Young America's Foundation, and this is, I hope this is the right one. I'm almost positive it is. Uh, take a listen, would you? How do you say that some people yeah. don't have privilege when you basically just said that trans people aren't valid? They're not a thing. They're just girls pretending to be boys or boys pretending to be girls. Okay. Like, okay oh, someone's excited. Okay. But gender is a completely different thing. No, gender is not disconnected from sex. So. It's not completely disconnected, but it's still a cultural thing. It's still from society. Okay. No, it is not in the mind, okay? You're not a man if you think you're a man. And I didn't say pretending, or if I did, I shouldn't have said pretending. Let me amend. You said playing. Okay, I said a boy who thinks he's a girl. That's the, the usual phraseology I use. 
not playing. I usually say a boy who thinks he's a girl or a girl who thinks he's a boy, which is technically what we're talking about here. As far as the actual psychological issues at play, it used to be called gender dysphoria or gender identity disorder. Now they call it gender dysphoria. The idea that, that sex or gender are malleable is not true. Okay, and I'm not denying your humanity if you're a transgender person. I am saying that you are not the sex to which you claim to be. You're still a human being, and you're a human being with an issue that I'm, you know, I wish you Godspeed in, in dealing with in whatever way you see fit. But if you are going to dictate to me that I'm supposed to pretend, I'm supposed to pretend that men are women and women are men, no. My answer is no. I'm not going to, I'm not going to modify basic biology because it threatens your subjective sense of what you are. Okay, but you're still saying these kids should like, not be accepted because they don't really fit in either place? They can't just like... I'm saying that the Boy Scouts have a standard. You must be a biological boy to be a Boy Scout. You have to be a boy to be a Boy Scout. That written, in the name someone? Boy Scouts. <laughs> because, because, it, because, this is, because this is a, a very... Okay, for, because for all of human history, boy meant boy and girl meant girl. Boy did not mean girl. And, and if I call you a moose, are you suddenly a moose? Okay, if I redefine our terms. No, it's a, yes, that's right. Men and women are a completely different thing. This is true. Have you ever met a man or a woman? They're completely different. It's not a thing. It's genders. It's not saying you're Okay, why, why is that? I don't understand. Why? Okay, let me ask you this. How, okay, I won't ask you how old. I will ask you how old you are, okay? Because you're young enough that it's probably not insulting to ask you. So, I'm 22, so I'm probably only naive, right? No, why aren't you 60? Why aren't you 60? And why, why can't you identify as 60? Why, what, what is the problem with you identifying as 60? You're right. Age is significantly less important than gender. You can't magically change your gender. You can't magically change your sex. You can't magically change your age. Boom. I don't know that there's anything else that needs to be said, but those arguments are exactly the reason why we have Ben here. He does better in uh, interfacing with people from differing points of view who are trying to convince them of stuff that's just completely and totally factual. And if you're on the other side of that and you're saying, well, you know, I just want to argue for the sake of arguing because I want to justify my existence in this particular way and I'm more comfortable with it in that particular way. Well, the problem isn't us. The problem is the fact that you're having a hard time understanding your own whatever it is, what you haven't come to terms with. But that doesn't mean the rest of society has made you to feel this way. See, this is what happens with the victimization mentality is we decided to go ahead and reorient the entire environment around us so that it makes sure that we're okay. We also know it in statistics is confirmation bias. You're looking for something out there that's going to reaffirm who you are internally. That's not the way it is. It's not the way that it can be. It's not the way that it should be. And it's not the way it will be. What is, what is, what isn't, what isn't. I'll tell you again, and a lot of people are going through a lot of uh, different things. The most dangerous phrase in the world for anybody to hear from anybody else is it is what it is. It means that they're satisfied, they're okay with it, and they can move on with their life, whatever that is. May everybody get to that particular place. Third hour up next right here in Nikiva on AM 600 KIV, abq.fm, rockoftalk. Dot com. That's rockoftalk.com. Third hour up next. I'm broke, but I'm happy. I'm poor, but I'm kind. I'm short, but I'm healthy. Yeah. I'm high, but I'm grounded. 
I'm sane, but I'm overwhelmed. I'm lost, but I'm hopeful, baby. And what it all comes down to is that every man's gotta be fine, fine, fine. Cause I've got one hand in my pocket and the other one is giving a high five. I feel drunk, but I'm sober. I'm young and I'm underpaid. I'm tired, but I'm working. Yeah. I care, but I'm restless. I'm here, but I'm really gone. I'm wrong and I'm sorry, baby. And what it all comes down to is that everything's gonna be quite This is The Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque. Don't get caught unprepared to defend yourself. I'm Keith Cope with VigilantFirearms.com. We provide calm, safe, and effective training for concealed carry or any other gun training classes. VigilantFirearms.com, 312-0065. 312-0065. This is Eddie Aragon, The Rock of Talk. Glad to be here with you to help your business. And right now, businesses are in desperate need of cash flow. Many businesses aren't going to make it through this crisis without a solution. Michael Trujillo has that solution. Host of Your Money Matters, 1130 a.m. on Saturday. Michael, how can you help these businesses get cash flow today? Well, Eddie, all they have to do is pick up the phone, give us a call, and we can help them with that cash flow because we have many different federal programs that businesses can qualify for. But more importantly, we also have over 100 lenders on hand ready to go ahead and provide these loans to businesses so that they can continue when we are open again for business. Let's help your small business today, folks. If you own a car dealership, commercial real estate, you have a restaurant, how about a funeral home, software development firms, engineering firm, plumbing and heating, you name it, Michael can help you. 856 856-1171, or you can email him directly, michael at michaeltrujillo.com. That's michael at michaeltrujillo.com. Hey, it's Eddie Aragon. The staff at ABQ Guns stands for your Second Amendment rights, but they believe other freedoms are under attack by the governor's orders. Small businesses are bearing the weight of those health orders, and ABQ Guns believes she owns our state's economic collapse. ABQ Guns urges you to shop local, for firearms, ammo, and accessories. Stop by the shop in Riverside Plaza, on Coors, north of Montano, or visit shop.abqguns.com. ABQ Guns, defenders of your freedom. It's not what you make, it's what you keep. What's your plan for the financial future you want? Call Tom Crow at Crow Financial Advisors to change your approach to money. Dial 243-2281 or visit crowaboutmoney.com. Are you in set it and forget it mode with your investments? How's that working for you? Let's have a look. I'm Tom Crow of Crow Financial Advisors, and I'll give you a few ideas. Visit crowaboutmoney.com or call me at 243-2281. In most cases, recovery of your stolen vehicle is not the reunion you had hoped it would be. It may have been trashed, torched, contaminated by toxic chemicals and more, or used to commit additional crimes. Revelco Vehicle Anti-Theft Device prevents theft in the first place. 505-550-4994. The Rock of Talk TV is now available on your computer or for Roku, Apple TV, and Amazon Fire. 
To download your version, just visit rockoftalk.tv and go to the app section to get the download link for Rock of Talk TV. When it comes to vehicle maintenance and repair, you want a place where you can be sure you're going to get reliable, honest, and quality service. A place where a credentialed automotive expert will work on your vehicle and explain exactly what needs to be done and at a fair and honest price. And so important, where you won't be charged for parts and unnecessary service you may not even need. Now, where's this place? JJ's Premier Tire and Service, a one-stop shop for all your auto needs. Alignments, oil changes, brakes, computerized diagnostics, tune-ups, suspension, air conditioning, and more. And JJ's the tire dealer for all major brands, including Michelin, Firestone, and Goodyear. Hi, I'm JJ, and we've built our reputation on honest, fair-priced auto repair. We promise you excellent auto service, and we treat our customers the way we want to be treated. Trust JJ's Premier Tire and Service on San Antonio, just west of Wyoming. Call 821-5771. This is Eddie Aragon, The Rock. No matter where your journey starts, it will end at Ann Matthews Bridal, where you will get to say yes to the dress. The Ann Matthews selection from nine top designers, including the Disney collection to 18 different lines, brings the shopping experience of New York and Dallas right here to Albuquerque. Call 890-3736 for your own personal shopping experience. And Matthews Bridal, 890-3736. Located across the street from Coronado Center at 6121 Manal Boulevard. Hey, Grandpa and Stella. We need to get back to work. We are working, Ava. Yeah, all this cleaning and sanitizing is hard work if you do it right like we do. Exactly, Stella. Especially while serving all the yummy Monroe's food with a smile. Behind the mask. And in a safe, sanitized place. Hey, Hey, Ava, we we want a raise. raise. I'll give you two a raise. Go and raise the flag and get back to work. We are going to Monroe's in Heights and downtown. Directions at chili.theplaceilike.com. Want the honesty, affordability, and reliability of a household plumber without the crack? Call Rogers Plumbing and Heating, family-owned and operated since 1973, for all your plumbing needs. Reaching Albuquerque, Baylor, Moriarty, Santa Fe, New Laguna, Pueblo, and anywhere in between. Rogers Plumbing and Heating is not only fast and reliable service, being family-owned and operated since 1973 means they always put their customers first and hold each of their employees to the highest moral, professional, and ethical standards. So when you need a fix without the crack, call Rogers Plumbing and Heating at 243-9703. Hi, this is Mark Minicucci with the Minicucci Insurance Agency. We are privately held and locally owned. We market property and casualty insurance products and risk management services primarily to a variety of companies located within New Mexico and the surrounding states. We are able to meet the needs of a large international company as well as small local businesses. We employ the best and brightest agents to ensure that our customers are well taken care of. Call us today at 883-3683. 883-3683. The market is flooded with health supplements that claim benefits in memory, but virtually none offer credible evidence with their products working until now. Memory Revitalizer 800-606-0192. This potent natural formula was invented by a neuroscientist and physician. Memory Revitalizer slows aging 
improves memory, increases energy, gives robust stamina. It has been used in an Alzheimer's clinic for 18 years. It is safe. It does not interact with other prescription drugs. Two large blinded studies confirm the benefits in memory capacity. Customers say it's wonderful. It works. It's essential. Buy it from Best Buy Pharmacy, Manal Pharmacy, and other independent pharmacies. Or purchase it from Moses Country Store and other independent health stores. Or go to MemoryRevitalizer.com. MemoryRevitalizer.com or 800-606-0192. MemoryRevitalizer.com or 800-606-0192. S3 Technologies. Security Service Solutions. Service guarantees you'll keep running steady with monitoring, device management, infrastructure assessments, and penetration testing. S3 Technologies' proactive approach to information technology management provides a secure and reliable platform that allows you to focus on your business instead of the management of your IT infrastructure. S3 Technologies, years of expertise keeping your company up to date with a watchful eye and flexible solutions to manage your environment efficiently, safely and securely. You'll never know how efficient you can run your business until you talk to S3 Technologies. Make an appointment to get a roadmap and risk assessment of what steps you can take to secure your business. Turn your business into secure growth in 2022. S3 Technologies, 505-242-5683. 505-242-5683. S3NM.com. Who's protecting your home or business? I'm Aaron Jones, founder of International Protective Service, IPS. Maybe you signed up for a local armed response, then found out you were selected in a buyout, and now you're on the brink of another merger with a huge national company. That is not what you signed up for. The local company invested in Albuquerque and committed to your home and business security with highly trained armed guards or 24-hour patrols is IPS. Call 897-2420 or go to IPSglobal.com. This is The Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque. in the 505 with more 411 here for your third hour. I am in here on the Rock of Talk AM 1600 KIVABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com, Roku TV, Amazon Fire, and Apple TV. Check us out on Roku, Roku uh, anytime on one of those nice big uh, TVs, but you can also catch us on rockoftalk.tv, the app itself, if you uh, don't have access uh, to that. And you can also go, I don't know who doesn't have access. I don't know. Some people don't. I'm pretty sure Dow doesn't have access to the Roku TV or anything like that, but 
He has uh, been taking in a little bit uh, more of the extravagance of TV as of late. He at least watched one F- NFL game here. I did. Yeah, I did. so that was that. And Eddie, I've also, in, by watching those couple of the NFL playoff games, I did not watch the Super Bowl. And I now with Tom Brady gone, I'm probably not going to ever see any NFL anymore, as long as they keep telling me that I'm a white person, so I make 10% more than black people just because I'm white. I, I, I'd like to make 10% more than lots of different people. I don't, I don't care which particular group. Uh, I'll, I'll settle for a raise, however it comes. Anyway, um, I, there are some over the over the top digital broadcasts of um, one of the networks is called Comet. One of it is called Comet. Heroes oh, and yeah, I, yeah. I, Icons, and one of it is called uh, Decades, and they are broadcasting non woke. Old TV shows, mm. okay. All the all the Star Treks, Quantum Leap, X Files, uh, the original Hawaii Five O, the original Bob Newhart show. All this stuff where there's just no woke garbage at all, Eddie. And I gotta say, about once a night, I'll flick it on and watch one of those old timers just to sort of re- remind myself that the country was a lot saner 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago. <laughs> I'm not happy unless I'm watching. Uh... You know, uh, the Jeffersons, uh, Wheezy, unless, uh, unless I'm seeing some good old Archie Bunker, you know, I did some, some good time stuff uh, there. You know, we, of course, know what happened. Uh, well, what's the, the other guy's uh, name? I mean, that's when TV was TV. It was good. People were real. And yeah. uh, now, can you imagine Archie Bunker? Um, well, they wouldn't even let uh, Archie turn over in the grave. He's he's face down forever. Uh, that That's, that's uh, where we're at right now. We have just been bullied into oblivion. And you're getting bullied by even your pastors, your priests, uh, your institutions, uh, which are supposed to be leading the way. And this is exactly what has happened uh, here in this country from a number of different uh, people. I'm I'm saddened to say that the old, the phrase for the last couple of years, you know, get woke, go broke. It seems like there are some very woke products that are doing very, very well. I will simply say, get woke. You don't get a dollar from me. Uh, the U.S. women's national soccer team uh, reached a proposed settlement in its class action equal pay lawsuit against the U.S. Soccer Federation. Uh, I hate to say it, but I've actually, I think the last time I watched a U.S. women's soccer game was when, oh, yeah, there was a woman who was tearing off her shirt uh, so I could see her sports bra. She scored Randy, on you're a fine zero girl. <laughs> for the championship. I don't think I've ever watched it since because uh, I don't recognize any of these. Am I offending somebody by saying, uh, by calling them chicks? Chicks, man. Uh, yeah, chicks, man. Uh, a federal equal pay complaint is a uh, legal dispute that went through, filed by five high-profile members of the women's national team. Uh, Rapino, is that is that the that's the lady? Yes. Purple yes. hair, surprise. You know, they used the Subway to be, girl. They hired her to be, promote Subway. Yeah, and then uh, somebody didn't want to be on because she was on, right? Or no, wait, Tom Brady was on, and somehow it was amazed that he was on. I don't know something. I'm sure it uh, offended somebody at some point. Um, didn't they just have a an NBA All-Star game? I believe they did, like over the weekend. Uh, you want to talk about how many people knew about whether or not there was an All-Star game? I didn't know. Nobody knew. Nobody cares. You know that they don't even call them the... Remember back in the day, used to call them East-West? Mm. Apparently, Dowd, and this has been going on for years, I have... Uh, I, I, I was never... I don't know. Would do you think they'd ever call a team Larry Team Larry Bird and uh, Team uh, John Hornacek? I don't know. Probably not. You know, probably not. But they do call a team a Team LeBron, and the other team was I don't know some other guy because everything belongs to LeBron uh, going forward. Nobody is more woke, and no league is going more broke than the NBA because nobody's paying attention to it. 
Same thing with the U.S. Olympic team. Uh, the Super Bowl, uh, believe it or not, uh, no, nowhere even close to paying for itself, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. Billion, yeah, yeah, the, the numbers are in doubt. The numbers are in, and it uh, doesn't matter if it's the, the Rams and the whatever team was in. I don't Who was in? I forget. Oh, yeah, it was the Bengals. Nobody cares. Nobody will remember a year from now who was in those. Nobody's following the NFL. No one's following the NBA. No one followed the Olympics. Did anybody watch one minute? Do you even know what network carried the Olympics? Eddie, the only reason I knew. There's a reason why you don't know. Because you don't care. I don't care. They're jamming it down your throat. This is what happens. When you practice and push these political agendas on people, they stop caring about you. Why did anybody watch the Super Bowl? Because you wanted to watch Tom Brady win seven Super Bowls, which he did. That's why. Not because, well, you know, the Bengals finally got in. Nobody was kidding. Nobody cared. Like you have people who are suddenly fans of a team that they never even watched. I didn't even. Where are the Bengals from? That was probably the most, that was probably the most uh, a stated question of the 20 NFL. Like you had no idea. Bengals. I've never, is this a new, t- is this an expansion team? <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong, though. Really, like, if people who are never, oh, we're going to watch the Super Bowl. I'm going to get a Bengals jersey. Look at the jerseys that are sold. Nobody cares. Nobody's buying it. You know what they are buying, though? They are buying Air Jordans. Everybody and their mother, seemingly, there's like five uh, uh, Michael Jordan. Here's what Cottonwood Mall, here's who their tenants are. Um. Uh, Open and swoosh, uh, Michael Jordan remix, Michael, Michael, Michael Jordan, back to the 80s. Like, there's five or six different tennis shoes. Walk through there. And a pinata store. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Oh, and Victoria's Secret. <laughs> with the new, with the new, I believe it is a uh, Down syndrome model for, for uh, Victoria's Secret. Eddie, I'm just reading the Olympics. Yeah. I literally, until you said it a second ago, yeah. I didn't even know if the Olympics were still underway or not. Apparently, no, the closing ceremonies were a couple days ago. Uh, this is from the New York Post. The Beijing Winter Games drew the lowest ratings in the oh, history it. of the Olympics since NBC Universal began broadcasting the event decades ago. The Winter Olympics, which aired across broadcast cable and streaming platforms, attracted an average of 11.4 million primetime viewers over its two-and-a-half-week run. That marked a 42% drop from the disastrously low-rated Olympics in 2018, which had registered the lowest viewership up until that point. (laughs) They tried to lure you in. I think they had a... uh, There was a black speed skater. Ah. Right? Didn't she win gold or something happened? I know An American girl who who skied for China. That was classy. Let me tell you... Let me ask you a question. Do not look, Doubt. Who won the most medals in the U.S. Olympics? I mean, in the uh, in the Winter Olympics. Oh boy, uh, it would I be. A you, no- I'm going to give you ten guesses. <laughs> okay, okay. Go as it fast be, as you can, and you will not guess it. Okay, uh, it will be a northern. Cli- you know, I'm not looking. It will be a northern climate country because you know not a lot of people in Ecuador get involved in the winter games. Good, good. Okay, I like where we're going. I'll give you five. All right, so I'm, I'm, I'm thinking like Northern European or Nor- or Canada, US. So I'd say, I get 10 guesses? I'll give you five. You're, okay. You're, yeah, you're uh, I'm going to go and start in Europe, and I'm going to go west to east. I'm going to go Russia, Finland, Sweden, Norway. My oh, first four, four. You nailed it with number four. 
Number four. Okay. Uh, Norway. Wait a minute. Norway? Really? No, no, Norway. <laughs> okay. Population. Uh, what's the population <laughs> of Norway? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Want to know why? Norway? There's more people in Arizona than there is in Norway. There are 5.3 million in Norway. There's more people in Phoenix, Arizona than there is in Norway. Okay. <laughs> and they won the most Olympic games. <laughs> They had 16 gold medals. You want to know something else about Norway? Like Sweden, they didn't shut down. They've been practicing the entire time. Norway and Sweden have been pretty much over. Finland, nobody cares about. I don't know why, but I don't know what, what's going on with the Finns. They're, they're, they're sort of the, uh, I, this is probably a compliment up there. The redheaded stepchild, right? Yes. yes. Yeah, they definitely. In Norway, running away with the Olympic Games, not even close. Well, good Most for you, you Vikings. <laughs> he, they won one for the for the white folks. <laughs> We've had a rough run of it lately. <laughs> literally tried to celebrate like black athletes and winter games, and all of a sudden, God gives you his comeuppance. He's like, "Well, we got the North." I don't think is there a single black person in Norway. I'd like to know <laughs> ethnic makeup in, in Norway. <laughs> ethnic makeup of norway let's just let's just look real quick <laughs> here we go <laughs> uh, let's see uh total uh male average male 38.4 median age uh, 40 for females they live to be a little bit older doubt that's good mm -hmm. a little a little bit more robust there uh, i guess i don't know what it is um let's see norwegian people hmm yeah yeah Yep. Yeah, no. Not, not that I can find, Dowd. Uh, world population, statistics, Norway. Yeah, we're not finding it there. Just There's just nothing to count. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, a country with a GDP that's, that, that is worth less, folks, than Jeff Bezos. <laughs> <That's also right. laughs> the entire GDP is less than Jeff Bezos. Less than Elon Musk. And they got the most... That's how much... These matter. Can we make the NBA matter that much? Right? Like, not as much? I, 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 I Pull up the ratings, Dowd. I, I venture to guess what they are. I, I, I would say it's probably at an all-time low, and don't tell me it's because we can consume it, it's on our handhelds. There's all sorts of ways of measuring this stuff. Sure. They've got great ways of monetizing, was it, what did he say to Rod Tidwell? The shoes, the shirts, the soft drinks, right? Get all the, the the four the four pools of money for the athlete, right? Folks, punish these people in the bank account. Best way is just don't pay attention to them. It's that simple, and you're doing it. The only night they got over 20 million viewers was the night that the Olympics followed the Super Bowl, <laughs> and wow. it just happened to be on. <laughs> yeah. And you were waiting for some commercial to come on. So apparently all the black people are on the commercials, okay? And then all the white people are apparently just doing winter sports. Just, and somehow in some weird commercials, they get together. <laughs> That's where we're at right now, folks. This is absolutely crazy. While you're looking for equity in every endeavor. Heck, the U.S. Olympic women, I, 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 Randy Chastain, I haven't seen anything since then, okay? I know she took off her shirt. I've seen replay a thousand times. We all I keep thinking that the World Cup 
is won every year by the U.S. Olympic team. And then I'm finding, <laughs> like, we're losing. Uh, <clears throat> Dowd. <clears throat> Dowd. Uh, the, the U.S. Olympic uh, women's team lost uh, to a country recently where, um, I don't know. You already said it. Sweden? My how, how does the U.S. Olympic team lose the, the female Olympic team and then get paid exactly what the men's team gets paid? When everybody pays attention to the men's and not the women's stuff. They don't want to watch that level of play. We want to see bicycle kicks. When's the last time you say all women do a bicycle kick? You don't see it. Why? Because they don't do it. Different makeup. Just, just the way that it is. But somehow we, we had to make it. They don't even do the same tricks. They don't have the same skills. There's not the same score. They don't have the same draw. But somehow under U.S. law, the U.S. women under the Ninth Circuit, again, U.S. Court of Appeals for the Ninth Circuit. There it is, Dowd. That would be Obama circuit. I think that's uh, a.k.a. the Obama circuit. Yes, yes. After the parties finalize the settlement agreement, they plan to advise the district court of settlement and then seek a limited remand of this court under federal rule of appellate procedure 12-1 so the district court can consider the settlement. I'd like to know if they're going to get paid the same. They're going to get paid the same. How is it that they're going to go ahead and create some level of equality in terms of the number of attendants, some of the number of merchandise. How are you going to be able to pay them the same? I think this just opens up a whole new can of worms. Well, to me, I mean, is the, is the team, I mean, never mind this male female parody. Does the female Olympic team look like America? Are they, they're the appropriate numbers of Asian American Pacific Islanders, uh, capital B black players, Hispanic players. I mean, soccer is pretty white as a sport. Yeah. What's the other? What's the, what's the other part that that they think we're we're looking at here? That's going to be considerably worse. You're just going to start getting rid of sports because you realize that these things and people aren't going to invest and the sponsors. You can't have China sponsor everything. If <laughs> yeah, we want to push communism so that it can make them all equally miserable. If you keep doing that, that's what you're inevitably going to get to because some of this stuff has to justify it. And it all comes from television. Well, it used to be radio, television uh, ratings, marketability, who's getting it. You don't see anybody wearing shirt. You see people wearing stuff from 30, 40 years ago. I got to, you see white kids right now running around in Jordans, like $300, $400 Jordans. The only way you can make money. Oh, let's just go ahead and make a, a retread. We'll just bring Michael Jordan back. Michael Jordan doesn't probably even own a pair of Jordans anymore. <laughs> like 60 years old. It's like, I haven't played in 20 years, but my shoes are selling. <laughs> Why? <laughs> because that tells you there hasn't been anything great. No one's cared about uh, golf since Tiger Woods. Nobody will care about golf. We have figured out a way to ruin everything here in this country. And it all has to do with politics because you've rammed it down people's throat and they don't want to be preached at. They don't. It's not something that they're looking forward to. They go because it's called a pastime. You pass the time doing something that'll make you forget about life for a while. You didn't, right? You didn't. Now it's all over. It's in your face. It's at the end of the end zone. Don't they write something? I don't know because I didn't watch any NFL. 
Uh, don't they write something at the end of the end zone as like some sort of like motivational thing for? Oh, Saint George know. of Fentanyl. Yeah. I think something like that. Don't they? Did, say did, that? You know, speaking of uh, speaking of Air Jordan, Michael Jordan, isn't there some story? I don't know if it's true or not. Where somebody came at him years and years ago and said, you know, why don't you? speak up more about racial injustice and, yes, he, and said, he said no because republicans buy sneakers too yeah yeah that's a man who has his priorities right you literally hit what laura ingram was saying is the shut up and dribble thing yeah is lebron james how about could you you didn't even know you know the one regret that uh, tiger woods has is being on the cover of golf digest with barack obama wow you want to know what happened uh you want to know what happened to uh tiger woods after that Called the nine iron to the back of your Escalade. Just saying, God has weird ways of working stuff out for a while. Elon was a little upset that night. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there it is. She checked. She checked the cell phone, found some texts she didn't recognize, and yeah, well, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 that's the way it is. Uh, yeah, the uh, the hero of Sweden, right? Uh, the uh, what, what's the what's the name of the guy that introduced him anyway? Who's his uh, neighbor? Uh, that's uh, it was Elon's uh, nanny. Uh, that's, who, that's right, who, right, who, right, yeah. right. Can't remember her name. Or uh, the 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 great uh, Swedish golfer because nobody knows him. They just know he's the guy that introduced Tiger Woods to his his wife that took a nine iron to the back of his Escalade. That's about it. All right, Dad, you had some write ups. I think we're going to get to a full uh, throated show tomorrow. Although today was uh, I think pretty good. We got lots of feedback. Lots of people checking in. We will uh, do the Catholic Church stuff uh, tomorrow uh, for sure. We got into uh, you being blamed uh, top to bottom for everything. Of course, it's a gubernatorial year, uh, 2022. Uh, Republicans, you're going to have to get your house in order if you're going to make a run at it. And uh, uh, strike anybody who has a hyphenated last name from anything uh, involving um, the Republican Party. I don't think anybody should hold a position if you have a hyphenated last name. That would include Michelle Garcia-Holmes and Peggy Mueller uh, Aragon, which she probably doesn't say so. Uh, find find those, strike them from that. So just something that you got to do. Dad, what uh, did you put up today at uh, rockoftalk.chat or yesterday? I'll have you know, young man, I took today off. <laughs> I took Monday you. off. Uh, so I will have my posting uh, as regular on Wednesday. I'm, I'm looking at the capital outlay, uh, ridiculous pork earmark allocations. Uh, I will weigh in today, just briefly, if we have the time. Yeah. <clears throat> Our uh, business partner, Virgin Galactic, had its uh, quarterly conference call with uh, oh. investors and, and shareholders and analysts. And uh, there's a there's a journalist who works for the Space News publication called Jeff Faust. He tweeted out a really interesting statistic, uh, uh, according to their latest numbers. When Virgin Galactic went public, our, our business partner, our Spaceport America partner, when they went public and they were trying to sell people on the stock, you know, an initial public offering, you can buy a share. And of course, I, I do have my share that I've lost several dollars on now. They projected that in 2021, they would have a net positive of EBITDA, that's uh, earnings before EBITDA. Uh, interest, EBITDA, EBITDA uh, yeah, in, in earnings <laughs> before interest, taxation, depreciation, amortization, I believe all yeah, that's, that's, that's correct. the yep. acronym means. Uh, they said they would be positive in that category, that particular acronym for with $12 million in positive for 2021. The actual number was negative $245 million. So positive $12 million, negative $245 million. I'd say they missed their uh, projection by a little tiny bit. Uh, there's been a lot of press in, in, the, in the space press today and the business press going on about what they've released. They are still claiming, still claiming 
uh, I, 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 it's hard for me to believe, but they are still claiming that they will be flying passengers regularly. They're going to commence operations late in oh. 2022. And it is so ridiculous, Eddie. I had to send this out today because New Mexico State issued a press release today talking about how wonderful it was that one of their graduates worked on the uh, – the, 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 the Richard Branson flight back in July. They oh, said that okay. it was, they said that it was quote, one of their showcasing. Are they, were they showcasing oh, one of the profiles? Absolutely. And I oh, guess this appeared in some who? sort of uh, promotional publication late last year, but they only ran it uh, on February 22nd. They said that Virgin Galactic's first commercial passenger space flight took place in July in, here in New Mexico. Um, no, it was not their first commercial passenger space flight because nobody paid for ticket on that flight. Uh, the people who were on that flight, well, one of them was a Euro trash huckster named Richard Branson, and the other five people on that flight were all Virgin Galactic employees. Uh, and I don't no, think so they, okay, I don't think they it. paid four hundred and fifty thousand no. dollars for their ticket. So you have New Mexico State, their PR operation, lot either lying, although. I don't think they were lying. There's the explanations. I think maybe we just to say that people just didn't know they were ignorant. It, stupid or liar. I, yeah. I think they were not a liar. They were stupid and ignorant on this case because, of course, they're always going to do whatever they can to promote Spaceport America right. and Virgin Galactic. So I tweeted out, uh, no, New Mexico State, it was not Virgin Galactic's first commercial passenger space flight. On board were five company employees and a Euro trash huckster. So you're either lying or ignorant, but good enough for government work, right? Uh, I have work. not... Uh, heard anything back from all of the reporters down in southern New Mexico who always defend Spaceport America. Uh, I, I imagine maybe they'll be weighing in uh, tomorrow as well. But uh, Eddie, coming up tomorrow uh, on the on the site, rockoftalk.chat, I'm going to take a look at capital expenditures, capital outlay. Every legislator got a fixed amount of money that they could spend on whatever project they want. It is oh. the most corrupt capital outlay process in the country. Everyone who's looked at this, academics, journalists have said this is the most dysfunctional, corrupt process in the entire country. There's no vetting process where uh, a panel looks at what infrastructure projects are actually needed for New Mexico and which are maybe way down the category. The legislators are just given a fixed set of money. Uh, I believe it's in the six or seven hundred million dollar category for this year. All that money comes to the legislature via the severance tax. So that's the, the tax primarily uh, generated by oil and gas production. Obviously, with prices being what they are, with production being so high, uh, we're getting a heck of a lot of money. So a couple of weeks ago, legislators all sat down and said, uh, hey, it's Christmas Day and we're going to just spend, spend, spend away. Who cares about the priorities? Who cares about adopting something that I think is interesting, Eddie, maybe some Alaska type model where that oil and gas money would be sent a rebate back to the taxpayers. Now that would be right. a very interesting perspective. It would empower individuals, not politicians in New Mexico. So it's, it's dead on arrival. I'm going to be looking at some of the worst capital outlay authorizations of the past legislature that have really very little to do with actual infrastructure, roads, bridges, keeping us safe, improving drinking water infrastructure, you know, that kind of stuff. Just the straight up giveaways that the legislators pass out and uh, county commissioners end up liking what they see. Uh, city commissioners, city councilors like what they see. And it just sort of perpetuates the co corrupt political system we have here in New Mexico. That will be on rockoftalk.chat tomorrow. All right. Final thing um, before we get to the uh, top takeaways from rockoftalk.chat. And uh, that would be the very interesting article on the front page of the Albuquerque Journal today, which is the FAA rule, deflating the Albuquerque's image as the balloon capital. <clears throat> now, um, really interesting, really interesting um, that 
we aren't ahead of this. This is the biggest take. Remember, last year, not really a balloon fiesta. I mean, it was, but it wasn't, okay? Still kind of coming out of it. And we didn't know about any of this until Jessica Dyer and Rick uh, did their little write-up on this, which showed up this morning in the journal and talking how there's two operators who are here. I didn't realize that they were operating in different states, but they are. Uh, Scott Appleman, who's had one hell of a year, uh, and I don't mean good, uh, just thinking what he's doing, the Rainbow Riders and, and that group and, you know, the liability that's involved in running a, a crew uh, like he has done and then the horrible accidents, which, uh, accident, which uh, befell um, good Albuquerque people uh, here in town. But the Albuquerque International Balloon Fiesta at year 50 may not be able to happen in Albuquerque in year 50 for the 50th anniversary. And I just can't think of anything so stupid as that. The mayor hasn't responded. The governor hasn't responded. Scott Appleman is talking about like, well, we have to launch uh, by the Rush uh, Medical Center. We have to launch in Rio Rancho if we want to go ahead and meet FAA compliance. Because here in Albuquerque, the FAA compliance isn't going to be able to work because they don't make the right instrument, whatever that happens to be, so that they can track from flight to flight so they don't run into it. And when you fly over Albuquerque, it's really interesting, right? It's like, you're not going to, you're way above it. You don't have to worry about it. It's like, no, 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 apparently in Albuquerque, here we go once again. We weren't able to get this done for two successive years. You would think that the brainchild of, of, of such a great operation a radio station uh, celebrating its 100th year in the year 50 uh, for the Albuquerque International Balloon Fiesta would have all its ducks in a row and everything would be good to go, especially with, you know, the people who put on the PR and everything else. Like, this is a disaster. It is. This is an absolute and total disaster. Like, if you wanted to hold someone's feet to the fire on this and I want to make a gubernatorial uh, run at something, you know, if I was uh, Greg Zanetti, Mark Ronchetti, Jay Block, whatever, I would literally just focus on the breakdown here of the inability of Democrats to understand what is a good business decision and being ready and prepared to keep Albuquerque's most notable, well-known, uh, what, what do you say when it's the, uh, the, 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 the mark, if you will. The iconic. Icon there you go. The iconic uh, Albuquerque Balloon Fiesta. Maybe come the Rio Rancho Balloon Fiesta, and we're lucky if we keep that. Because every, remember, last couple of years, we've got, uh going to hold the French. Oh, they want to have the Balloon Fiesta. The Japanese was seeking to become the best. I won't do a Japanese because someone will say something. And we're going to get rid of this because we weren't prepared. Yeah, it's, it's, it is active. It's failed to meet the baseline requirements necessary to hold the event here. Not to mention Sandia uh, Reservation, Sandia Pueblo. They weren't very friendly with the Albuquerque Balloon Fiesta, wanting to charge them every time they land there. Won't let people park on the sides. Like, what, what do you think fills up your uh, hotel, you a-holes? <laughs> like, True. get a grip here. Understand what's going on. So this really took took me back, and I was like, oh, wow, of course. How is it that you weren't ahead of this? How, how, how are you not on this? Like, this is one of the reasons why I'm telling you Tim Keller might be one of the worst mayors in the country. The most iconic event that's happening here, and they don't even know. They're not responding. We have no idea.
I thought he was pretty close with the aviation department over there, Dad. What happened? What? What? All what right. Yeah. But they were, uh, you know, it was a very cozy relationship they had over there. Nakia, didn't Nakia figure out what's going on? Yeah. What? What happened to our chief? Uh, we had a we had a chief and an understudy, I believe. Right. We had two people. We had, I think she we just bolted so for California. In and out. We're such an aviation and <laughs> right, space, right. like uh, magnet that all these people were suddenly attracted to all this. Hey, and then where's it at? I mean, come on, Tim. Can't somebody do something right here? Like Albuquerque is just, you know, the queue is now for question. Huh? What? Yeah. Remember you used to have that K here? The K. Right. Okay. <laughs> Take that stupid yeah. scarf off your neck, Mayor, and get to work. Take that stupid look off of your face, New Mexico, and vote for somebody that's actually going to do something in this state. There's a reason why we can't have nice things, okay? because we're not paying attention just simple leadership michelle luhan grisham i i imagine she's got to be on top of this she's got to be angry because this is something that could actually hurt her can you imagine i'll tell you the one this could be the miracle the miracle on ice do you believe in miracles this could, <laughs> yes. be, this could be the uh the u.s beating the russia <laughs> yes. right here the republicans could beat the uh the like if i was steve pierce i'd be all over this put us out there just red meat here you go the you great fiesta cancellation of 2022 yeah. we took out mlg <laughs> one month one month before the gubernatorial election i was like oh here's how we did it you know where's jay mccluskey on all this stuff where's the where's the marketing material all this stuff will be out tomorrow watch they're gonna just in time for for this they're gonna grab our little ideas and run them out there and we'll be like well that's good i'm just glad that someone thought of something we have to give them all their, ooh, let's go steal all of his good ideas. All right, Dowd, your top uh, five from the uh, the top. The sink. we got to call it the Cinco. The Cinco at the uh, Rock of Talk. Uh, I like that. I like that. Yeah. Uh, uh, like the this Ocho. is, uh, again, folks, for rockoftalk.chat. You can subscribe for less than 20 cents a day. You get a heck of a lot of information, original content, the podcast, links of the day, this day in history, all that kind of stuff. Today, what were people interested in? Uh, number one article that was clicked on, and this will not surprise you, Many New Mexicans still choosing to mask up while in public. Uh, that was something that KRQE covered. I'm, I'm not surprised that was our number one most clicked item. Uh, number two, uh, a hysterical piece from a troubled young person in the School of Engineering at UNM, terrified over climate change. Uh, I, oh. I try to you know, keep up with what the kids are worried about. And sometimes yeah, it's I can't sleep. Um, number three, no, special notice, February 23rd. I believe that's tomorrow, 11.30 a.m. to 2 p.m. City Councilor Tamil, Tammy Finkelkorn. It's having a vegan meal uh, at the animal welfare department uh, and the staff, volunteers, and just general community members will come out for their vegan meal. And um, you won't see me there, ladies and gentlemen, but you're certainly free to go. I'll After be all, with my beef jerky. Go ahead. You, pay, you paid for it. So uh, number four in the uh, UK, they're talking about women only train cars because women are afraid of men. Apparently men are so nasty. Oh, they're, afraid uh, of, they're afraid of Muslim men who, who rape them on their particular, train particular yeah. men. And there's Old a great line that. in this uh, essay. A generation of young women is being encouraged to believe it is impossible to live without the helping hand of the state. A prospect far more galling than traveling home on a train with a few leering drunks. Curious. Uh, and number five, a crazy guy in Las Cruces was tormenting people with a crossbow. I like to throw out the interesting crime stories all throughout the state. So uh, that's what everybody was interested in today, the 22nd of February, 2022. Uh, as we like to say, may you live in interesting times. Or as New Mexicans, as we know, may you live in the most interesting place in the world. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. See you tomorrow bright and early. Stay tuned. We've got O'Reilly next. Than it already is.